0: You couldn't handle the pressure. Shut up.
1: My name's Angelo, and welcome back to We Want Picks. Can we Jay-y change the intro? To, to like,
0: my name's Angelo, and I'm here with... Because a lot of times, you just... Right past me.
1: I say, Jakey and I are going to break down I know, the but entire... I'd
0: I, I like a, a full, like, I'm here with Jacob, and then I'm like...
1: Break down the entire UFC Vegas 74 fight card, giving you our picks, our predictions, our bets... And our fantasy plays after a week off. Tons of changes on this card. I broke it down two weeks ago. We have three completely different fights. You broke it down yesterday. Already a new fight since then. So this breakdown is the latest, the greatest that anybody will see. But before we talk about this week, let's talk about the last event. Jacob and I absolutely crushed UFC Vegas 73. We're on quite the run. I actually hated that week off because... The run we were on, it was like six events in a row or something stupid like that of just absolute dominating success. I was up units. Jacob was up units. The lock of the week, sixth in a row. Prize picks hit. The safety parlay hit. And that safety parlay is up almost 10 units this year. Just this year. Here's the chart of every single safety parlay Unreal. in 2023. It's almost it's as, on a as one, the lock two, of the week. It's It's better. It's on a well, seven streak. Here's the six oh, streak. Oh, wow. Yeah, seven, seven streak.
0: Seven picking some, some favorites, uh, yeah. huh? That's uh, hats off. Take but your Jakey, hat hat off for that one, huh?
1: I, I we'll, we'll leave it on, uh, <laughs> Jakey, you, <laughs> nah. you and I. Well, you and I are the only geniuses hanging around this community. This graphic is old. We are up to a hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars in winnings over the last. And three Mitch events. is a goddamn movie star. From the commute, well, you know. We are doing well. Well, Um, that is true. That is true. If you go to the well, only premium members can see it, but this is just money from premium members: 175 thousand dollars in winnings that we were tagged in. We have an entire channel dedicated to winning tickets for premium members, and it has absolutely been slaying massive. Dude, Jesus Christ! How was that cruise? Huh? Was that some shrimp? Is that some some shrimp trying to make (laughs) its way back up there? Put me back <laughs> loaded, in the ocean. How many? How, how many can there be in here? There's not enough there's, room. It's just swimming in uh, the drink package whiskey. Anyway, oh the community has been killing it. We have been killing it. So there's no other reason than that you could possibly need to sign up to become a premium member. And if anything. I'll give you 50 bucks. You don't even have to be a premium member. You can just be anybody off the street that goes to wewonpickscom slash bets. Use our link to sign up with any one of our betting partners and we will send you 50 bucks as a thank you. I normally pay out thousands of dollars a week, but we backed up a little bit because of this damn cruise, but I will catch up mm. in the next couple of days. But wewonpickscom slash bets. Use the link. That's the most important part. If you don't use the damn link then we don't get the affiliate money. And if we don't get the affiliate money, you don't get the money. Cause that's all that happens. They pay us. We break off a piece and then pay you. We own com slash bets. Sign up, make a deposit. I will send you 50 bucks. You can then take that money, Jacob. What would you do with that money?
0: Well, I know what you don't would do. Say, a, 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 yeah, apparently say, oh, guys, Angelo was on a cruise. I don't know. I don't know how many times you got to bring it up. Like this is like some big deal. Brought it up. Like, Oh, brought cruise, it up. cruise, cruise. Oh, and then the cruise, uh, I don't know if you want to tell people about it. It seemed like you want to talk about it. How how was it? How was, how were things? You're not as tame as I, I thought t- you would be. I
1: would take the money. It, the lights are white, but I am quite bronzed. I would uh, take the money and I would become a premium member and I would unlock all the tools, Jacob. Uh. That's five months of premium membership money. And the line movement tracker is one of those tools. Jamie Malarkey opened at minus 590 with his new opponent. We have four different fights on this card where the underdog flipped to a favorite. Lots of crazy movement. As soon as um, what's-his-name dropped, Garam dropped, the lines went nuts because everybody was desperate to find new bets I've seen your and to find sticker. new lines.
0: Cowboys' what's... butts drive you nuts.
1: What does that have to do with anything?
0: I think you said the line was nuts or something. You said something about that. So, I mean, that's an easy transition to make.
1: You're also gonna get 28, 38, we added 10, 38 columns of detailed data metrics and analytics to help you find your spots. Of course, you're gonna get our picks, our bets, you're going to get our line leans. You're going to get the fantasy plays, the DraftKings optimizer, the ownership projections, but you're also going to get tools like the metrics, the analytics, the line movement tracker. All of it is only $10 a month. We on Picks.com. Just click become a member for fuck's sake. please. Before I'm trying we break get- down this card, go ahead. You're trying to get on a cruise? I want a cruise. Did I tell you?
0: uh no can you please just tell us all about it but i i mean the goal for premium here if you guys did not know is to get me to brazil i mean we'll be straight up transparent honest i i'm looking to move to brazil to find me a nice brazilian woman and that's where all your premium money goes if you're not a premium member please for the love of god i gotta get (laughs) out (laughs) of here
1: get this this boy his butt implants or whatever he does and those cheap overseas surgeries. Ugh. We have $10. I missed one. I'll go back to it. $10 from Patrick. The best duo there is. Thank you, guys. And the entire team that makes this amazing thing happen. Become a premium member. Thank you, Patrick. $10 well spent. We genuinely appreciate two million it. 2 million
0: views. I don't think we talked about it on the stream yet.
1: Two mi- we hit 2 million. And that's 2 million after we cleaned up a bunch of stuff. So 2 million Man, views. Man, more than that. Very, very appreciated. And Took out the trash. Good job for Patrick! Shouting out the team because there is a team. It's not just Jakey and I. We got some people behind the scenes doing God's work. Thank you very much, Patrick. And we had a twenty dollars super chat from Quinn.
0: Oh my God! Happy birthday, Quinn!
1: Happy birthday, Quinn! We want picks back for an entire summer. Are there no more breaks coming up?
0: Back Mine, for an entire
1: straight weeks. Oof. Ugh. Back for an entire summer <laughs> of UFC. Perfect time for everybody to become a member. And have fun with us all. And then finally, a uh, f- five whatever currency spot from Phantom. Welcome back, Angelo. Good card coming what? up. Pick your spots wisely. CHF. What the hell, is CHF? Fronks. I don't
0: know why he says welcome back, Angelo.
1: I've been gone, baby. I've been in the middle of the ocean. Eating shrimps. Did you swim? Anyway. At all? Yeah, like a motherfucker. I'm a dolphin. <laughs> I just for
0: some reason. Dude, I'm, I, I honestly it, swim. It, like, for some I'm reason, like a dolphin. I don't think you can swim. There's something about uh, you. I, I think you could survive, but as far as like actually stroking it out, I don't think
1: you got the stroke, man. I swim like a dolphin. I was climbing shit, jumping off shit, diving, dropping all the things. You better short hands.
0: strokes or long strokes.
1: Dude, look at these arms. Look. At
0: them. <laughs> uh. Long stroke. I respect that. I respect that. <laughs>
1: You come over, you're in my <laughs> pool for the first time, and I'm just do- doggy battling. <laughs> no, that
0: joke went over your head. Over your head.
1: I don't partake in your dirty penis jokes, Jakey boy. Let's go ahead and break down this Let's break fights. down this card. Jesus. Opening up UFC Vegas 74, we have Felipe Linz taking on Maxim Grishin. This was booked all the way back in October. It has been rebooked. Maxim hasn't fought since then. But Felipe has. Felipe is now 16-5 overall, 3-2 in his last five. He's coming off that knockout win over Ovin St. Preux. He's taking on Maxim Grishin, 32-9 overall, 2-2-1 in his last five. He's coming off that decision win over William Knight. Before you discredit that win, that was William Knight before he was afraid to fight. Like, that William Knight came out swinging. And it was impressive because Maxim Grishin— withstood the early onslaught. And it was a vicious onslaught from William Knight in that fight. Maxim took that, came back, coming forward and grinding that out. He is a striker. He throws in combinations. He loves sitting on a big right hand. He does do an amazing job of sort of waiting and then rushing forward if he sees an opening. And as soon as he sees you're out of rhythm or off balance, he will attack. So he's pretty calculated. And if he sees anything, anything that resembles... You being out of sorts, he will attack and try to make something happen. And again, he's coming off that win over William Knight. Don't think William Knight from his last fight. This is William Knight, like, when that dude was swinging wild to take people's heads off. He's taking on Felipe Linz. Felipe Lins, former heavyweight. He's worked his way down to light heavyweight. He has legit power in his hands. He seems to have carried that power with him. Great hair. He's got a phenomenal hair he's got a BJJ black belt but he does prefer to sort of hang out in the pocket and trade or bang away he's coming off that knockout win over Ovin St. Preux at light heavyweight and it's gonna sound crazy but it didn't look good he looked like slow he looked old he didn't look like a killer in that what? fight I know it sounds stupid I started this with
0: that does it, it, sounds it sounds stupid Angelo because it is
1: stupid I watched it where there's back smoke like, there's man, fire usually
0: if it quacks like a duck
1: Fuck it, duck. <laughs> he, he just didn't, listen, I know he knocked out Ovin St. Prue, but he didn't look like, wow, this guy's at light heavyweight and he's here to stay. So anyway, I this is a stupid tough fight, super close fight. I do think Maxim Grishin's going to win this fight. I said that two weeks ago. I still feel that way. Felipe's going to absolutely be the better grappler, but he's going to be hittable. And I think Maxim Christian is going to be the better, more calculated striker. He'll rush in. He'll wait, find his spots, light him up, and then back out, and then make it happen. Maxim has been taken down seven times in four fights. So that's the one concern for me. So I do think Maxim is going to win. I'm not betting this fight. There's a ton of fights I'm not betting here. But um, yeah, that's my breakdown. What do you think, Jacob? Jacob? I don't know why I said it like that. Yeah, no, I don't really I really that know. attitude.
0: I'd like... Uh, I, I really don't know why I did that, It's a quick honestly. apology or something.
1: Yeah. If I could just... I, I said, sorry, I don't know why I did that.
0: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> don't do it again either, so... Um, yeah, I... I I can, I mean, I, this is a close fight. And there's a lot of, I think you've talked about it privately. I don't know if you mentioned your, I don't know if you mentioned it in your Quick Pick video or this video or whatever, but um, this is a tough card. I mean, there's some interesting matchups on this card. There's some lines that flip for good reason and for bad reasons. And this is a tough card to bet. And this is one of those fights where it's like, I, I mean, I'm picking Felipe Lins because I believe he has the volume and the activity to win this fight. I think it's going to be a decision fight. There could be a finish either side, but both these guys can kind of slow down as the fight goes on and uh, not not real big punchers, not real big finishers in that right. So I think it's going to be a decision fight, and in a decision fight, I can trust Felipe Lins to have the volume, to have the pressure. It might not work. He might get knocked out. Machine Grishan is a huge dude that can land with power. If he lands with power, he's going to knock you out, but if it goes to a decision, I I can trust Felipe Linz to have that volume where I think Maxine Grisham at times fights like a heavyweight I mean he fights like a kind of a, a slow methodical heavyweight where Felipe Linz I think has looked pretty good at 205 I think if he is gonna miss it mix in wrestling I don't think it's gonna work um he's not the best he doesn't have the best takedowns and Grisham is like a huge dude at 205 and uh knows how to wrestle himself so I think Felipe Linz should just come in work the volume work the volume and get a t- decision win but you know, it's a it's a close fight for a reason, and uh, it's getting even closer. But I'm taking the slight dog here, and uh, Mr. Felipe got to Well and my, Felipe... You know, us Brazilians got to stick together.
1: Yeah, us. He um, he's pretty hittable though, and I think that's going to be the difference here. He he does get touched up. He doesn't really move his it, head he did, very when he much. Bl- especially when
0: he blitzes in. He loves that. He started at 205. Like, he loves just kind of blitz in. Yeah, and it's uh, yeah that is a pause for the cause.
1: Well, especially because he looked a little slow and old against Oven St. Bruce.
0: Well, so. I disagree with that. Yeah. I mean, he just well. steamrolled that dude. I don't know how you can look old in a knockout like that.
1: Shit happens all the time.
0: You think I'm going to look old when I knock your ass out?
1: Okay. Next Sunday, when you're coming over for the pool party slash UFC 289. Sunday. Let's fight. Yeah, next Saturday. Sorry. next This mm. Sunday's Saturday. my
0: birthday. Well, so. Saturday's I stream,
1: so... No, we talked about this. You will be at my pseudo birthday party next Sunday and it's a pool party. So bring a bathing suit.
0: So Sunday, you are saying Sunday.
1: I keep, I don't know why I'm saying Sunday. It's Saturday. Cause it's the 10th, I don't know why I keep saying Sunday. Other well, than this Sunday is my so birthday. And I was kind of hoping that the
0: the best um, birthday person I can give you is more exposure for his channel because God knows we need it more well, now, I'm more than ever.
1: I'm in the Connor documentary. So I think we got
0: plenty. Of now more than ever.
1: Um, $7,400 in DraftKings, $8,800 in DraftKings. You're going to throw Felipe in there. He probably has a good run at $7,400. I think in multi-entry,
0: he's a candidate. Single entry, yeah, there's probably better options, honestly.
1: Yeah, it's it's a tricky card all the way around, but I, there's a lot of spots that I like in DraftKings more than I do as far as bets and stuff like that are concerned. So we'll take a look at that. And if you want to check out our full DraftKings breakdown with our ownership projections, our full slate breakdowns, and an optimizer that literally builds lineups for you. Just go to wewantpicks.com and click become a member. It's $10 a month. I mean, at it's this point, fucking it's fucking $10
0: joke. a month. Christ, man. I, I mean, I, honestly. Holy literally, shit.
1: I made it that price point so that it doesn't have to. Like, Do me a favor. If you don't have, have fucking
0: $10, about? unfollow me on Twitter. I don't want to talk to you. You're going to lose. There's a lot of poor people.
1: <laughs> you're you're going to lose a someone's lot Someone's
0: like, someone just went, oh, shit, pulls out their phone. Like, oh, God <laughs> damn it.
1: Oh, I need there, to get it, to Brazil. F- this stream is free on YouTube, but they're still somehow pirating it. Well, there goes that 10 bucks. That was a good joke. Go fuck yourself. We got $10 from Patrick again. And this is for Jacob's Brazil fund. Oh, Jacob has a whiteboard. What are you drawing? Sweet. Are you keep a tally of dad jokes? No. I can't, we can't see what you're drawing there.
0: Get me to
1: <laughs> Brazil. Absolute dork this fucking dork is. Um, all right, let's move on to the next fight. Things are getting weird and taking forever. Next up at UFC Vegas 74, we have Damon Blackshear taking on Luann Lacerda. Damon Blackshear?
0: I think it's probably Damon.
1: It's probably Damon. Damon. I mean, there's a
0: It's Damon. Come on. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying to give you shit. I have no idea. I
1: actually think it is Damon, but I've been saying Damon. Whatever. And it's funny because I watch all the tape, but I just like just to like don't listen to Bisping. Don't, yeah. Yeah. Don't show listen. to... Anyway, uh, Blackshear, 12-5 overall, 3-1-1 one one in his last five. And he is looking for his first UFC win. He's taking on Luan Lacerda, 12-2 overall, 4-1 in his last five. He's coming off the decision loss to Cody Stammen, but that was in his UFC debut. This is another tricky fight to break down. This is one of the many fights on this card where the favorite flip to an underdog. Just a slight favorite opening at minus 115. But Blackshear is now a plus 115. One twenty-eight dog, and what's funny? I broke all of these fights down two weeks ago. Oh wow! I have very different lines you, than your today. work ethic is. I mean, you said that sarcastically, but like, like, no, I, I was very
0: time? open and honest in that two million view video, and I hope yeah, you literally that. nobody puts in the no, no. You're
1: you're the most entertaining person in this space. I am the hardest working person in this space, and Josh is. Actually, the
0: smartest, Josh, probably,
1: honestly. <laughs> I mean, he, he, honestly. <laughs> like he he probably works harder than I do. So maybe Josh is the smartest working person in this space. Definitely works harder than you. Anyway, Luan Lacerda is a very slick grappler. He can strike as well, but he comes forward. He's got reckless abandon, throwing punches, kicks, no real rhyme or reason. But he does have a ton of power. And then he's going to try to work in some trips, work in some single legs, get you to the ground. Once he's on the ground, this dude is an absolute savage. He's very creative. He is always looking for a submission. He's a threat pretty much everywhere, but he is reckless, and he can lose positions because he's chasing things. Now, all of a sudden, he's on his back where he was in a more dominant position. He's taking on Damon Blackshear. Damon Blackshear has had a sort of a rough go in the UFC, but he is an athletic striker. He's got impressive speed, impressive power. He can grapple as well, and we saw that in two different fights. Go back to a CFFC title win, and in his last fight with Farid Bajarat not Javid Farid the younger brother that was a good fight he looked really good yes he lost but he showed us how tough he is he listened to his coaches if you watch that breakdown you listen to the you know the, the corner commentary and all that they said you need to come forward you need to be busy because you're down in this fight the dude went out there and did exactly that you know so what Damon he did Blech, in the
0: third round what did he do he was—he was. I don't know if he was hurting him, but he was lighting him up with his hands, and then shot a takedown. And the whole commentary team was destroying him for how low I IQ that move was. So you're I, saying he I, listened I, to his—he's smart. His
1: coaches—they said go out there and pour it on him, and that's what he did. And he I appreciate He was that. like
0: lighting him up with the hands, and he just shot a nonsense takedown. Didn't get it, then got reversed, and then got thrown on his back.
1: So he did listen to his coaches come out more aggressive, and he is a good striker. Was touching the guy up. Got gotcha. it. <laughs> What is shaking behind you? Huh? Oh, I guess it's your chin. This is like a wiggling, like here next to you. Oh your my head. god, are you on shrooms? <sighs> so wish I was. Get through this a little faster. Um, I think Dame is going to win this fight. I think he's better than his winless UFC record. Uh, he's had a couple of really tough matchups. Fareed is a killer, and uh, Iqbal is a killer. <laughs> <laughs> I just said Fareed. Um, But I think he's had a couple of tough matchups. And he could defend these takedowns. Luane Lacerda is not the wrestler that Fareed was, and he did really well there. Um, You know, Lacerda is dumb, dumb dangerous. Like, ridiculously dangerous. On his feet and on the ground, which is probably why he's the favorite. The line is widening. I got Blackshear a $20 bet. A a unit for me is $100. I put 20 on him at plus 111. You're going to get better odds than that now. But a lot of these odds that you're seeing, a lot of the favorites that you're going to see today and going forward are larger favorites than they were just a good day, a few days ago because the minute that Garam dropped, everybody took that money and was just hunting. Well, I got to put this somewhere. I got to put this somewhere. So lines just took off again out of nowhere. And Luann didn't take off, but this had a little bit of a bump yesterday as well. Jakey boy, Tell me why Damon's gonna win this fight. Hundred bucks.
0: We'll just do straight up. No, I'll he's Lisserta. a plus.
1: He's a plus one thirty underdog. We're not doing straight up.
0: <laughs> oh shit. Um, yeah. So I, I obviously have Lescerta in this fight. I believe in the striking. He's a better striker. He's a more powerful striker. He did. He definitely struggled. Against you think Cody. he's a better striker? But, absolutely. He's got that Muay Thai striking. He's a better striker. He mm. struggled against uh, Cody with Cody's elusive style, right? So he couldn't really find it. He's trying to plot forward. He's trying to plot forward. He's trying to corner Cody. But the way Cody fights in, out, in, out, it's harder. hard to really follow that guy. Where Blackshear will be a little bit more in your face. Blackshear is a guy that can strike, but he wants to grapple. He wants to grapple. He wants to be on top of people. He wants to get the back of people. And he wants to finish his fights on the ground. Against this guy, he's not the better grappler. I mean, he is not the better. Look at the. Do you see the tattoo on this guy's shoulder? It's a black belt. It says "Black Belt is in my blood." You think Shear is gonna come in and out grapple this dude? There is no chance in no, hell. I don't in think hell. he's gonna out-grapple is a is a grappler that can get out grappled. He is aggressive. He can get swept. Lucerta is next level on the ground, and I believe he is the better striker as well. Definitely has more power. Can light him up with the kicks. A lot of heavy, heavy Muay Thai kicks. Um, and I think Blackshear is in, in, in a big trouble in this fight. I think he's outclassed pretty much everywhere, honestly. So,
1: I uh, we're definitely split here. I think Shear is going to be the better striker. I think he's going to be faster more accurate. He is less volume for sure, but he's more calculated.
0: I mean, the the combinations that Lacerda, once he found his range on Cody and Cody kind of slowed down because some of the kicks and obviously you slow down the fight. Some of the combinations he was landing were very, very clean, very clean late in that fight.
1: Yeah. I mean, listen, it's definitely a close fight. I grabbed Blackshear because he impressed me in his loss. I, I watched that loss. I was like, "This dude doesn't stop."
0: I was very actually similar. there, so you went on a cruise. I was at UFC 285. Missed this fight a little bit. No, actually, okay. missed the whole thing because you know, he's, you get a good, you know, penthouse. It's a long <laughs> elevator ride. <laughs> it's a long <laughs> elevator ride. <laughs> <laughs> Holy I shit! Bet.
1: But he, um, it was similar to Brian Battle a few weeks ago, right? He, he's coming off a really bad loss, but it was very impressive. In that loss, and Blackshear was similar. He kept coming. He made some mistakes. He's young, but Lacerda makes a ton of mistakes. He's making mistakes because he's chasing finishes, but he makes a lot of mistakes. He's very hittable. He gives up positions, but he is dumb dangerous. So anyway, I threw twenty bucks on Daman. At but you uh, will put plus 100. money, I'm not gonna throw hundred and twenty on him. No. Don't worry. I think you and I disagree. I on thought you. Eight I thought you.
0: Fights, I so. thought you did well at the casino. <laughs> I, I did. thought you you sent a picture Actually, of a handful of chips for some reason I that hand had fingernails, them. painted fingernails.
1: I ended up losing them all,
0: by the way. So. That's sound like half this chat. What? Just losing money like crazy, all these geniuses.
1: Oh, oh, I thought you meant we lost the chat. No. Anyway, I am going to spend the $7500 on Blackshear in DraftKings or at least seriously consider it. Are we on the we second ver- fight? Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a while. And um, <laughs> because I, I literally do thought
0: think... that we are 10 in at this point. I looked at the clock and it said 23 minutes. Like, oh my God, let's go.
1: <laughs> I like Blackshear $7,500. I'm assuming you love Lucero at the 87. You think he wins by finish?
0: Uh, I think there's a I think there's a good chance. I yeah, yeah, I, I respect Blackshear's toughness. I believe he is a very, very well rounded fighter, very good on the ground. I just think Lacerda's better everywhere. But yeah, I respect his toughness, so I think Lacerda can just land enough and out-grapple him enough to, to win a fight. So I don't I don't there necessarily is, see a finish.
1: There's only one fight on this card that has a one and a half round line. Yeah. And it's the There's co-mate. gonna be a lot of it,
0: decisions, probably. It,
1: yeah, well, and none of the unders are favorites. Meaning it's all two and a half round lines. And it's all minus money for the over. It's crazy. So, I mean, there's definitely going to be some finishes. And this could be one of those fights, but I'm not going to touch it. If you want to see the bets that we do have, we got a good amount of units going. I got a couple of parlays. You got a couple. Did you have any parlays? I don't think you have any parlays yet. But we had a couple of things going. Check it all out at wewantpicks.com. Every Just click parlay's. become a member. And un- yeah, you're pretty bad at those. And unlock everything that we do for only $10 a month.
0: I, uh, DM'd, I finally DM Tabitha Ricci. So that was on okay. Friday. Um, yeah, and, there, no, uh, not super negative because she just posted a screenshot of somebody else's DM and listen to what they said. They just said, and it's, she didn't say who it was. It says, Tabitha, I have a question. What's your favorite side dish? That's what they fucking asked her. What a fucking loser. What a Oh you my say? god. It wasn't mine, no. I said penguins used to be six feet tall. <laughs> and she has yeah, she hasn't it. I mean the no response. So I don't know. Definitely
1: the asshole. Definitely the asshole decide this guy. So I don't know bum. if
0: she's I don't know if that went through. It says sent nine twenty four Friday. Uh, she probably just hasn't seen it yet.
1: Yeah, probably. Next up at UFC Vegas 74, we have Elise Reed taking on Jin Yu Fry. Elise Reed, 6 and 3 overall, 2 and 3 in her last five. She is alternating wins and losses. She's taking on the veteran Jin Yu Fry, 11 and 8 overall, 2 and 3 in her last five. She's coming off that very bad knockout loss to Pollyanna Viana. Mm. Yet another fight, full flip. Underdog to favorite, favorite to underdog. Elise Reed opened at a plus one twenty-five underdog. She is now a minus one twenty favorite. And it's a I I get it, but this should be a closer fight than that, right? I don't think anybody should be a minus one twenty favorite in this fight. We have Elise Reed. She's a very active fighter. She never slows down. She's got good power for this weight class. She's got pretty solid grappling, decent cardio as well. And but she is hot and cold in her performances. She had that really nice upset over Corey McKenna. She just showcased all of her skills there. And then Sam Hughes just beat the absolute breaks off of her. And then she came back and beat Melissa Martinez, where she had a knockdown and three takedowns. So Elise Reed's a little inconsistent in her fights, but she's got power. She will never stop coming forward. And she's pretty relentless in her, um, I guess, her attack. She did come off that loss to Loma Me, where mm. really the takeaway was, holy crap, is this girl tough? Just Jesus Christ! Like no matter what was happening to her, she just continued to try to get that win, and that is what's concerning here because she's fighting Jinyu Fry. Jinyu Fry is a little older; she's well experienced, which comes with that, which is fantastic. She's technical. She's patient. For the most part, she likes to pressure with punches and then set up some like cage control style wrestling, some takedowns. She is a heavy grappler. She uses her size and strength and physicality really well. And this is a tricky fight because in my mind, neither one are very, very good. I think Jin Yu Fry is the better fighter overall, but at least Reed is just like tenacious and will not stop coming forward. The problem is Jin Yu Fry is 38 years old. Coming off a really bad knockout, she's slowing down, and the pace and the pressure of somebody like Elise could be a problem for her. But the what keeps like sending me back to the fry side is, I think she can slow this guy <laughs> down. I think. She,
0: What's sending me back to the fry side? My bet.
1: <laughs> I don't think a fat choke is appropriate.
0: Oh shit! You okay. said you're slimming down since the cruise, baby. I super say, dehydrated. I said, <laughs> Just dehydrated. Yeah, I
1: didn't say I'll slow down. I said I didn't eat as much as I you thought I would. You said
0: 17 pounds of water weight.
1: I said I would not eat because I wanted to get drunk. So I wouldn't eat and then I would drink. So there's the upside to What's drink. that number, chat? What?
0: The alcohol is anonymous alcohol.
1: Oh <laughs> <laughs> so
0: anyway. Put that in the chat. I'll, um, get, that. I'll get that to you.
1: What's getting tricky for me here is I keep leading to the Elise Elise Reed side because I keep saying Ginny Fry was just knocked out bad. She's older, like things are things are definitely not a hundred percent there. That was somewhat recent, but then it's like yeah, but Elise isn't super. She's tough. She's tenacious. She hits really hard. But Fry can just drive her up against the cage, hold her against the cage, drag her down, hold her there, and just really slow this whole thing down to nothing. I do think that's what's going to happen. Very incredibly slight lean to Fry. Not spending any money here. I think she can slow that pace down. I do enjoy that DraftKings gave her pretty heavy underdog pricing here, but we'll talk about that in a minute. What do you think, Jakey Boyd? Um,
0: do you think me and Elise Reed look alike? I was kind of looking at her. I was like,
1: I think you're. I think physically you're probably five three, sixty three inch reach. I think physically you're probably identical twins.
0: I thought we weren't going to make physical appearance jokes, but you know, if you want to unleash that, that (laughs) dog, I'm ready to bite. (laughs) Listen, the reason, the reason, the reason I was saying, somebody's watching
1: this for the first time and they're like, God bless them. Hold hold
0: on tight. Hold (laughs) on tight. It's going to be a, it's this next two hours is going to be interesting. But, um, if I, I feel like if I was a fighter... Because I can't stand Elise Reed. I mean, there, it's very well known. I cannot stand the cockiness, the arrogance of Elise Reed. Because the second she lands one shot, she's like in your face, hands low, talking to the commentary team. She landed a shot on a girl. It was like talking to Dominic Cruz. Like, oh, did you see that shot? It's like, shut the fuck up. And then she ends up losing those fights. Because once when, when somebody turns up the page and turns up the pressure, she folds underneath it. I'm like, I cannot stand somebody that that acts like this, that, they, that thinks they're better than they are. And then I realized that's probably exactly how I would be as a fighter. That's exactly how I would be. I would be overconfident, (laughs) laying in one shot, talking shit. The second you got my face, I'd be like, Oh my God, what are we doing? Stop. (laughs) And that's kind of how she fights. And she struggles against girls that can get in her face and pressure. And at this point in her career, I just don't think that Jin Frey is going to be that girl, especially coming off a knockout where she was kind of being that pressure fighter and got caught very, very early. And that was a bad, I mean, she was like just flatlined, hit her head, follow-up shot, yeah, follow-up shot. And it wasn't that it. long ago. Yeah, and Pollyanna's is not like a super, super powerful girl. I mean, she's known for like submissions. And least Reed does kind of hit like a truck. I can't stand her, but she does hit like a truck when she does land. And I just think that this is almost a tailor-made perfect fight for elise reed somebody that's going to be in front of her not a lot of head movement and isn't going to pressure her, and she can kind of pick her apart from the distance and, and uh really really hurt for a, really really hurt jen in this matchup i think so uh, i haven't placed a bet on her yet but i guarantee uh you know live stream something like that we're gonna we're gonna load up on elise reed for this one uh um, well, i think it's a good matchup for her.
1: so what's concerning so obviously we talk about the safety parlay it's up Almost 10 units It's 9.3 or 5.3 or something like that in 2023 alone it is a premium member parlay. And it's called the safety parlay for a reason. It hits at like a 73%, which is honestly kind of nuts. Six fights in a row, seven fights in a row. It has been absolutely hitting. This is the uh, outside of the now Jamie Malarkey money line. The over two and a half on this fight is the the biggest odds on this card. It's minus 300, minus 290, depending on your you like ball. that? No, I hate it. Yeah, it's... Everybody's like, oh, put that... Not everybody, but people are like, use that, because I had Garam in the safety parlay. He's out. People are like, use that to replace the Garam bet. And it's like, I don't like it. Like... Yes, it should go to a decision, right? It should. At least
0: Reid hits hard, man. She, I oh, mean, she, exactly. she legit hits hard.
1: Exactly. And Jin Ufray was just knocked out cold. I can't—it is called a safety parlay, and I don't care what the odds say. It doesn't feel safe. I just—and, and you know, it, it is going to go to a decision and whatever, and I should have done it, blah, blah, blah. But, man, Jin Fry was just knocked out stupid cold. And Elise Reed has been finished and does have finishes. Like, I'm actually surprised this line is so juiced considering it's two women that have finishes and have been finished. So I'm actually not going to touch that over. And maybe I throw a maybe I throw a couple bucks on the under at plus two something. What do you think about that under? What do you think about that analysis, Jake?
0: Uh, somebody said Pollyanna Viana might be the finest UFC fighter. So I'm just kind of responding to that. That kind of grabbed my attention.
1: Well, it's funny, is I agree, except her UFC picture, she's got like Mimi from Drew Carey makeup going on, looks horrendous.
0: Yeah, she uh, she she overdoes it because she is a she very, very know like, like she's it. a yeah. she's a super super beautiful, pretty, amazing Brazilian woman, and and somebody that I could use in my life. You know, I am on this Portuguese journey to learn Portuguese because I want to eventually live in Brazil, start a family in Brazil, my little Brazilian children, and uh, I think Pauliana would be great They'll for be that. Little.
1: What was that? You will definitely have little children, for sure. May if I'm with Piazza.
0: No. <laughs> first of all, if, I, if I'm with Pollyanna, the athlete that she is, probably a boy and a girl, boy in the NBA, no doubt about that, goes down as the greatest point guard to ever live, maybe the greatest basketball player to ever live, and the girl doing whatever she wants. I mean, a neurosurgeon, a fucking astronaut. She might be the first one on Mars. Um, it'll work out I mean, great, you're Pollyanna. so
1: woke. Oh, woke, Jacob. Jacob's
0: huh? so woke. What was I supposed to say? She'd be a great housewife. <laughs>
1: you know the joke I
0: was going to make when you said when you said I don't know why these lines are so juiced I was going to say because it's two women fighting and they're in the kitchen that's why the line is juiced
1: I have daughters and that's incredibly
0: (laughs) but I didn't say it so I can't get I didn't didn't say it that's the joke I was going to say but I didn't say it at
1: the (sighs) time but I didn't know it was a joke okay you don't know what that's from we'll move on Elise Reed $8,600 in DraftKings you trust her that much Jakey boy
0: Eighty-six. I think, I think I might. I mean, she's one of those sneaky plays where I mean, if she's if she's gonna win this fight, it probably is gonna be a in my mind a, a finish, and it might be an early one. I
1: know or... the bet to place here. I know the bet. Tell me. Let me find it. Hold on. Tell me. Tell me. Tell if me. it's worth no, no, it's gonna go off for premium members. No. Tell me, tell me. Tell me. Hold on. I'm gonna look at the odds right now. If it's not, if the odds are unreasonable, I'll tell you what it was
0: inside the make. distance decision. No action. Shut your minus one fifty-five.
1: Ooh, it's happening, baby. That's a good bet. I'm going to do it next time you're talking. Nah, I'd um, rather just
0: play the money. It's almost the same as the money. I mean... No, because you, you get a refund know. if the fight. You get a refund if Ginny Frey's if Frey, not going to win this fight either way.
1: Nah, she could wet blanket her for sure. She's the better fighter with more experience. She 100% could. 100% could. She opened as the favorite. Vegas was like, this woman is going to win. It's not like... <laughs>
0: Vegas also thought the Celtics were going to win game (laughs) seven. Jesus, they got fucking beat on. Holy shit.
1: Well, were they actually the favorites in that game? Yeah,
0: like minus 350 or something.
1: Jeez. Um, Anyway, if you want to see the bet that I just told you I'm going to do anyway, become a premium member, and you can see it on the screen at wewantpicks.com. Just click become a member. It's only $10 a month, and it's not just bets, guys. There's tools. There's information. There's data. There's all sorts of stuff that if you wanted to go out and get it yourself, it would take you five, six, seven, eight, nine hours to put together. We've done it. We own picks.com Just click Become a Member. Please. We need it. Speaking of Brazilians, next up at UFC Vegas74, we have Daniel Cat Santos taking on Johnny Munoz Jr. Daniel Santos 10-2 overall, three and two in his last five years, coming off his first. UFC win and he's a big boy favorite over Johnny Muno's Jr. 12 and 2 overall, 3 and 2 in his last 5 and he is alternating wins and losses. This fight was booked what 2 events ago? 2 events, 3 events ago, something like that. It was canceled because of Daniel Santos. They said somebody, I didn't read this myself. Somebody commented this, so it could be wrong, that he had a abscess uh, or something, right? An abscess on his leg. Yes. Now, I don't know if it was an abscess because it, he has an injury and there's fluid collecting that was building up. If the dude had a boil, I don't know what it was, but it was bad enough that they canceled the fight. So to me, it's more than just like a little like, oh, you know, skin tag. It's something real. Anyway, it has been rebooked. The line is much wider now, right? Daniel Santos was uh, minus 170s-ish. He's ballooned up. Now that Garam is, you done, mean the opening Danielson. odds?
0: The original fight, I had a bet on yeah. Santos at minus one forty-seven at one point.
1: And then what did they get become before the fight was canceled?
0: A minus one sixty, minus one seventy. Is that what you were talking about?
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, I didn't and know. Now this I didn't time, know the original. Yeah, I thought you I'm meant the original. No, he was. I mean, they had the books. I think he opened maybe originally raised it like minus one thirty or something. Something crazy. Something yeah. crazy.
1: <laughs> And um, he was in my safety parlay last time he was booked. He is no longer, and I'll tell you why. Yes, Daniel Santos, a very dangerous guy. He's an old-school shoot-a-box fighter. Just think Charles Oliveira, but a little smaller. Yeah, he fights exactly like him. Gets dropped in his fights, bounces (laughs) right back like nothing happened. He's got solid jiu-jitsu. He's got very, very aggressive, solid striking as well. Um, And on BJJ... He's good. He's good on top. He's good on bottom. He can make stuff happen. He can be taken down. But the problem is he is so good at BJJ, right? He is so dangerous off his back that he'll play that game. He'll lay on his back, throwing stuff up, trying to make stuff happen instead of trying to scramble back to his feet, right? He's trying to submit people off his back. That's just not something that happens. Him being taken down is what concerns me in this fight because he is taking on Johnny Munoz Jr., Johnny Munoz is also a BJJ black belt. His striking is decent. He has solid takedowns, and he throws everything with 100% intent at all times. He uses front kicks, side kicks well to manage range, and then he tries to keep his opponents at distance. His BJJ is very slick as well, and he has very high grappling fight IQ. Daniel Santos, I would say, has low grappling fight IQ. He'll hang out on his back, Try to submit you. Johnny Munoz will try to advance his position. And if he's losing it, if he's about to get swept, he will completely bail on that exchange, stand up entirely, and then reset. So very high striking IQ. I type all, all my own notes. I do think Daniel Santos wins this fight. I'm pretty confident he wins this fight. Last time I was so confident that I had him in the safety parlay. But the fight was canceled. And that is a little bit concerning. I don't know exactly how bad it is or isn't. It could be literally nothing. It could have been. It could have been a skin tag, and the the doctor could have been like, "Nah, you got it. He can't fight with this." I don't know, but the fight was canceled. He walked away from all of that money, either on his own accord or they made him. And luckily, it's been rebooked. But that's the one thing that concerns me. Daniel Santos should be able to get this done. He looked phenomenal against John Castaneda when he wasn't being dropped constantly, but he's got good pressure. Very good striking. He's not going to get submitted, even though Johnny's probably the better overall grappler. So Daniel Santos should absolutely win this fight. But I'm a little less confident than I was because of the rebooking. Does the rebooking not bother you at all?
0: Uh, no, because I know Johnny <laughs> Munoz Jr. better than most people. There's a lot of Lock of the Week connections on this card. And Johnny Munoz Jr. was a former Lock of the Week and will go down as top two, maybe the most embarrassing Lock of the Week loss of all time. So I am slightly biased. I will full transparency tell you guys I do have a little bit of biasy against Johnny Munoz Jr. And I absolutely love Willie Cat in this matchup because he does have that nice, high Muay Thai style, and he gets in your face and he has non-stop pressure. Angel mentioned, he, he can't get dropped. But when he gets dropped, it is boom, bam, back to his feet and right back to the pressure. And if there's one thing that Johnny Munoz does not like, he is good on the ground. I don't think he's got the takedowns needed in this fight. Santos is a pretty good scrambler and has his own offensive wrestling as well. But when he is, is, is striking, Johnny Munoz Jr., he wants distance. He wants range. He wants kind of lungy in-and-out shots. And he's not super fast when he does it. But he does kind of throw a nice little one-two down the pipe, fully extended. And he does not like when people are crowding him. And that's exactly what Willie Katz going to do. And the reason Johnny Munoz Jr. was one of the most embarrassing Lockerbie losses of all time was because he got knocked out by a one-inch punch from Tony Gravely. I mean, the thing was right here... Here, I mean, boom, boom, completely knocks him out. He is not going to like the power that that Willie Cat is going to is going to put on him from the very, very beginning. If if Johnny Munoz Jr. has one way in my mind to win this fight, and that is get the very first takedown that he shoots and grind out for the rest of the round because Willie Cat will fade in fights. Um, so he's got to get that first takedown. If he doesn't, he's not going to like that pressure and the power that Willie Cat throws his way.
1: And that's the one thing that worries me is that he will get a takedown and he will just ride on Daniel Santos because again I don't know what was up with his leg but Daniel Santos should win this fight I've come very close to putting him back into the safety and and he's also
0: said I mean even before that that sexy Mexi the John Castaneda fight he said I want to show off my wrestling in this fight and I think he really did that against sexy Mexi so I think he's tried to clean some things up on your because I do agree he was kind of that guard game guy but now he has turned into like you saw Oliveira kind of transitioned now he's shooting offensive takedowns now he's you know out scrambling position so I think they're kind of that same gradual uh progress there
1: and this is one of the fights I mentioned $9,200 in DraftKings I probably will spend that on Daniel Santos it's my real life money that worries me a little bit it's actually the name safety parlay worries me I do have a couple bets with Daniel Santos already if you're a premium member you can see those we on picks.com it's $10 or why are we even talking about that still yeah, I mean just click fuck, become a member um The safety parlay, I take there's a ton of pride that goes into that safety parlay, and I really, really am looking out for that. So I don't have him in that, but I do have other bets going on with Daniel Santos, and I do think the $9,200 is solid money, especially when we're going to get a massive minus 600 favorite on this card for dirt cheap. You agree with Danny in your DraftKings line? Willie Cat, baby, all the way. There we go. Jacob, would you call yourself a Miami meat rider? Uh I am Brazilian. What is a Miami Meat Rider?
0: They're talking about the Heat game. Oh. I'm saying that I'm like a fake Miami Heat nope, fan because I that I'm a a nu- I'm a Nuggets that. fan. I don't like the Miami Heat. If anything, I like the I've uh I placed a bet before the playoffs started. I got the Nuggets at plus one thousand to win it all. So that's gonna pay out and uh then I don't have to do this shit anymore. <laughs>
1: earlier today you're like oh thank god i hate the off weeks i love doing this shit now you're like oh i hate this you went out you got a whiteboard how many hours did you spend looking at your screen looking at the whiteboard to see if it was positioned right
0: uh, I actually had to move my camera slightly because it does <laughs> it does show like the full reflection. I could stream the fights and just put the fights back here and like just blur like in a blurry square
1: so people can kind of see what's going on. YouTube's too clever for that because somebody yeah. was doing that with a mirror and it still got shut down pretty quick.
0: The best one I saw was originally on Twitch when somebody just held the controller and it looked like they had the full screen of the oh, game yeah, and yeah, just yeah. made it look <laughs> like they were playing.
1: That is a good idea. Oh, people!
0: I am a Patriots fan. Till I
1: die, motherfuckers. We, we, we want picks.com. $10 a month. Just click become a member. Next
0: Speaking up. Speaking of the Pacers in Indiana,
1: Dontel Mays is in Indiana. We man. have
0: Indiana's own. Holy shit. Hold on a second. He covered up his Indiana tattoo. That's a cover up on his fucking stomach. That son of a bitch.
1: Hold on a that second. Was a, that was a, He literally had <laughs>
0: Indiana State flag right there. I think he covered it up. Oh my god. I mean,
1: who the hell's proud of Indiana? Hold on. I
0: think unless it's his other side. Oh no, okay. I think it's his other side. Oh, thank oh, God. Thank God. Jesus Christ. Oof. That would have been bad.
1: Jeffersonville, stand up.
0: <laughs> fucking Indiana. It's a great town.
1: I just, I just couldn't imagine being from such a nothing state and being so proud of it.
0: Well, I'm a great person. I think I represent the state
1: greatly, proudly. I agree. I think the fact that you still have all of your teeth is a huge win for the state.
0: These are real too, motherfucker. Those, and
1: they are nice teeth. Next up at UFC Vegas 74, we have Andre Arlovski. At 45, how the hell old is he now? 44? I think he's 46, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Taking on Dantel Mays. Andre Arlovsky, favorite, minus 140, flip to a dog. Again, I I said four. I think it's five or six fights in this card have done that full-blown flip. And what's so funny is last week, when you had Temba Garimbo as your underdog lock of the week, People are like, oh, these next two weeks are tough. Temba's a tough, I don't know about him. And next week, all we have is, what do we have, Dontel Mays? We can't count on him. And he was still an underdog. And now there's people that see him at minus 110, minus 120. They're like, I'll put more money on this guy. So it's Hell just yeah. so funny. Indiana's own, baby.
0: Indiana's never lost at anything. Think about the people. Larry Bird's never lost. Michael Jackson only took one L. That was a pretty big L, but, you know, he, he did take that L. Uh, you won all, you those, know, you Darren Darren all those trials. Darren Elkins. Never lost. Jim Gaffigan. Dave Letterman.
1: Okay, we're done here. What I mean, I could team. keep going. Dante Mays, um, full blown favorite in this fight. And I get it. He's dangerous, good boxer, has all the things. But he's taking on veteran Andrei Lovsky. Thirty four and twenty one. He is four and one in his last five. It's not he's not on this wild downslope. Yes, he is coming off of a loss. Technically a submission loss to Marcos Rogero Delima, but he was popped, he was dropped, and then he was submitted. Dante Mays is nine and five. Obviously, a very different numbers in his career versus Andre Olovsky. He's only two and two, actually two, two and one in his last five. And he's coming off that decision loss to Augusto Sakai, who the UFC just cut, even though he was coming off a win. But Andre, at this point, straight up legend. Some of you newer fight fans that are here, you know, the Connor era you don't realize that Andrei Olofsky is the former heavyweight champion of the world. And one of the of his eras before heavyweights were like insanely well-rounded, Andre Olofsky was, was the best heavyweight of that generation fighter. Absolutely incredible. And he's still very, very talented. Seems to have lost a lot of the power in his hands, but he's a very technical striker. He'll come forward, pretty busy guy, knows how to use his, his physicality well. He'll hold you against the cage. Not the most exciting guy like he used to be, but he is a calculated striker. Who knows what he's doing? He has become a bit of a decision machine these last few years. His chin had been holding up for quite a while, but he uh, showed a couple cracks in that last fight, and just like the Jin Yu Fry breakdown, I just don't know what's left of it. He's taking on Dontel Mays. Dontel Mays, decent boxer, very, very heavy hands. He does have solid footwork, sets up combinations well. He comes forward, throws everything with power, even his leg kicks. We've seen him wrestle as well. He's got seven takedowns in his UFC career so far. Man, this is a tough fight to break down, but I do agree with the fact that Andre open as a favorite. I think he should be the favorite here. He's old. He's fighting Dante Mays, who has insane power, but in every single category other than Andre's old, Andre Lofsky's the better fighter. Every single category. Every single one. He's going to be the better striker, the more experienced guy. He's actually probably going to be faster here as well. He's going to have just everything. He literally is going to be better everywhere. So the only reason anybody would say Dante Almeida is going to win this fight is because you don't trust Andre's chin. And I'm not going to argue with that. I don't know if I trust the chin either, but I do think Andre Lofty is going to win this fight. He's an absolute legend. I hope he wins. I hope he retires, and I think he's going to get it done. And if this line keeps moving, because what are you going to people, do? I'll throw money on Andrei mm. if he keeps going. Love the guy. What do you think?
0: Yeah, i bet with your heart. That's 44. What can go wrong with that? That thing's about to go anyway. Um, did you know that Artem uh, – do you know what Artem was calling Dante? What someone in Discord said he was calling him don Taley or don Taley or something <laughs> Danteley or something like that. Imagine that. How do you How do you even say that in a fucking all or New Zealand? Danteley. I don't <laughs> Oh, Artem, you sleeping bitch. um <laughs> Uh listen, this is this is one of those fights where if you want to bet, I mean, obviously I, I made fun of betting for your heart, but this is one of those fights where if don't try to make money off this fight, right? Bet for <laughs> have fun if you want to have some fun while you watch it, bet for your heart, whatever it is, because who the fuck knows what's gonna happen in this fight? You saw Dante Mays in his last fight, almost looked like he was like uninterested. I mean, there was nothing yeah. about that fight where he was like, Oh, this guy's in it, he wants to fight, he's trying to get out of positions. It was like he didn't even want to be there. Andre Orlovsky was almost kind of the same thing. He was taken down, the guy was threatening the choke. The second the the arm went under, he didn't try to fight it or anything. He just immediately Well, he was
1: dropped bad, though.
0: I know, but he was fighting down there for a little bit, and then the second that it was under, he didn't try. I mean, didn't try to do anything. It looked to me like, it was like, what am I still doing here? Like, what? I mean, it was like, (laughs) like, get me the fuck out of this. So, I think both these guys, it's like, I mean, if you're Dante Maze and you come in and you can't beat, I know it's Andre Orlowski, but there's not the same guy. And you can't come in here and beat this 44, 45-year-old with just keeping range, using your athleticism. I think he's going to have the speed and advantage, just boom, 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 boom. You don't have to load up. Eventually, you're going to beat him down and find that chin. I, I, I don't know what you're doing. If, if you're not coming in here and just kind of, honestly, should probably smoke Andre Arlowski. I don't know what you're doing, but... I can see Andre just kind of making it dirty, getting in his face, getting those same clinch positions Sakai was in, and then all of a sudden Andre just won this decision. So, you know, this is stay away from this if you're trying to make money. But my pick, I gotta stick with my dude, man. Indiana Zone. Downtown Mays, baby. Nap town represent 317.
1: You Would he still be your pick if uh that tattoo was covered up?
0: Uh no. Hell no. Fuck that guy.
1: <laughs> well, there we go. Uh, I do think Andre's going to get it done, though. Dante's just big, looping shot. It's just, it's a bit sloppy. And what's crazy is this is another fight. We have heavyweights, a 44-year-old heavyweight. We have heavyweight strikers and a two-and-a-half round line, and the over is minus money. Like This is expected to go to a decision. And you can't even bet it because it's a freaking heavyweight fight. It's crazy to bet an over two-and-a-half in a heavyweight fight.
0: Crazy. You said so, it's a freak at heavyweight. I thought you were about to say it. was. It's a freak fight. It's a freak
1: show fight. <laughs> it's all like, Jesus. Well, and uh, I mentioned this in the quick picks, but it's not as pertinent now because Jim Miller has a new opponent. But the UFC is not typically kind to its aging veterans, right? They're like, hey, let's make a name off some young stud. Here's Conor or McGregor, make, cowboy. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Fuck so, right, you. <laughs> so Andre Orlovsky is actually the perfect guy who make a name like they should, they should have given him Waldo Cortez and let Waldo dance around and be fun and light up Andre. I can't stand that guy. But you get what I'm saying? Like, that's no, I typically yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. typically what they would do. But they actually right. gave Andre Lowski like, hey, you could actually, you could win this fight. We're not done and with retire. you yet, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna try you and could...
0: make you the champ again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here's Dante Mays. Please fucking win this fight. We're gonna give you
1: fucking God next. Well, but then Jim Miller, who's similar age, they're like, here's Ludovic Klein. It's like, oh fuck. But anyway, he's got a new opponent, but Former lock Jacob and, and I, greatest I... lock of the week of all time, Ludovic Klein. Jacob and I split on this fight, but we're both not, we're split. hundred bucks? Like right, yeah, we're right. I'll do a hundred bucks on yeah, this one. We'll, yeah, I'll throw a hundred on this one. All right, I, well, plus well 120. <laughs>
0: <No>. <laughs> you really all want right, to I'll just do a hundred? Okay. No, I'll do a hundred.
1: I'll do a hundred. Um, all right, good. Well, then I don't need to cool. watch the line and pay a bookie. Uh, <laughs> we did a, um I will spend the 7,700 in DraftKings, but I'm going to have to look a little closer because Andre Olowski doesn't really score that well because it's just... Jab, jab, lean on the cage. Jab, jab, lean on the cage. I don't think there's a finish, but if he does, he's a crafty veteran. And if he just holds Dante against the cage the whole time, it's going to be a boring-ass fight. But that is control time. In well, and he, I
0: think he has the fight IQ. I think Sakai didn't realize how much Dante really didn't kind of want to be there. I think if Andre sees him tired, sees him lack of a day's goal, he, he'll, he'll chase a finish. I mean, he knows what he's doing in there.
1: Yeah, I mean, tried and true vet at this point. Um, all right. Craft cool. Kings you just spend the 8500 on well, See tell. you guys
0: later. you going to spend the I almost money got excited it. I was like I was like whoa oh, whoa. You know it's <laughs> <what's> funny it's <laughs> like the whole discord is to calling this like the card like the Andre Olaski versus Dontell Mays like USC Las Vegas 74 Olaski versus Mays stuff <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's funny that we ended it like that. Uh, yeah. but seriously well thanks for watching guys.
1: There's 300 people in here. We appreciate it especially after an off week. Um, we own PIX.com, $10 a month, become a member. You unlock It's, it's, I don't even have to say all the things. It's the best value in this space, period. End Get of story. Get
0: me to Brazil, $10, Ten a month. Get me to Brazil. That's all. That's let me stop
1: doing this shit guys. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> become a well, premium people, member
1: today. If people like you, they're not going to want you to stop. So just say, let me do this from Brazil. Oh, imagine! Oh my God, you—they're ma- oh, canceling! God. They're canceling in droves.
0: Oh my God! Imagine me streaming Imagine how—Imagine, imagine how much fun this would be if I was actually a happy person happy with my life enjoyed my life how much more entertaining i could even be i mean this it's is just gift. such a facade such a fake i put the mask on every time i get in front of the camera imagine if i was actually happy in brazil with my fucking hot ass brazilian wife holy shit they
1: I wish this was the end of the stream because that would have been a great place to just hit end. Jesus, please well, become a premium member. If you want to support the cause, <laughs> com. It's only $10 a month. Just click become a member at the top. Next up, at UFC Vegas 74, we have a very recent fight. No DraftKings prices here. We have John Sexy Mexi Castaneda taking on Muin Guffarov And this is an interesting fight because John Castaneda... Pretty big favorite in his original matchup, right? A lot of people loving him to just steamroll, Sexy get mexy, it done. Sexy, baby. And then he gets this matchup, open as a big favorite. Oddsmakers were like, oh, he was a favorite. It's a, you know, he's short notice opponent. He should still be a big favorite. And the betting community was like, nah, son. And that line tightened big time. And I wouldn't be surprised if Mouille became the favorite in this matchup. Pull the hip and cheer, pull four. <laughs> you know what that means? <laughs> No. Can you repeat? John Castaneda, 19-6 and six overall, 3-2 in his last five. He is coming off that KO loss to Daniel Santos, who we broke down earlier. Muin Gafarov, 18-4 overall, 3-2 in his last five. He is making his official UFC debut on short notice after a contender series loss a few years ago. John Castaneda, former Division II wrestler, comes forward. He sets an incredible pace. Just absolutely bombs away. He's got fast hands, and then he shoots takedowns when he has the openings. He does have a ton of power. Or, sorry, he does not have a ton of power, but he makes up for it just with pressure, aggression, just constantly coming forward, never really stopping there. He does get taken down, though, right? He's got D2 wrestling credentials. He looks for takedowns, but he can be taken down.
0: Then he quit. I don't even think he was a full year.
1: Well, it's still D two is yeah he still got there something. It's not club,
0: but it's not, it's not like it was a full wrestling career. I mean, but he sure. quit to do MMA. It's not like he quit to
1: yeah yeah to do nothing. Dominoes, but he uh one of my loser buddies used to work at a pizza shop. Now he's just like dying to get famous on YouTube. Anyway, John Castaneda can get a little tired sometimes. That's what happened against Daniel Santos. He, was, he dropped Santos multiple times and then he just gassed out chasing that finish. But uh, I guess if you're going to gas, it might as well be that way. He's taking on short notice, less than a full week short notice, Moeen Gafurov. Gafurov is an absolute savage. He is a wrestler, or Sambo, but he's a wrestler who's going to plant his feet, trade just punch for punch with anybody. He is incredibly exciting. He's incredibly high paced. He's got solid skills everywhere. He does have power in his hands. Good wrestling, solid speed, solid cardio, but he does get sucked into brawls. He's just going to start swinging wild, and you'll swing wild, and then it just becomes a 50-50 fight, and he might be getting dropped or he's going to drop his opponent, but either way, this dude is very— you're making a face like he hasn't been stopped a bunch of times. He's never been In wild stopped. firefights.
0: He's never been finished. <laughs> he's never been finished, oh. and he's got seventeen finish. Seventeen of his eighteen wins are he gets
1: are... he gets sucked into firefight.
0: <laughs> he's never been and finished, and seventeen of his eighteen wins are by finish.
1: He, listen, he's a killer. What did it say? Agree. What did he say when he just I'm looked pulling it up. it up now? I'm pulling it up now. <laughs> hold on, please hold.
0: Oh my god, this
1: is okay. Hasn't been finished, but in the tape he gets <laughs> dropped. I watch the tape. Tell me, dropped. tell me,
0: he hasn't been finished. Tell me. I didn't say. But Tell me. Pull the hip and to, chip.
1: To, to be fair to me, I said he's either getting dropped or dropping his opponent. I didn't say finished. He gets dropped. You and said you finished. watched the tape. You watched him get. No, I didn't. Run it back. You, <laughs> okay. you said he's you constantly said getting finished. finished. No. No. <laughs> Finish came out finished. of your mouth.
0: No. I'll
1: After listen to you right said it right now.
0: Okay. I'll just fucking listen to it right now. After you said it.
1: No. He gets dropped on the tape. Okay? Anyway. Short notice fight doesn't mean it's going to be an easy night for John Castaneda. This is a dumb, tough, tough fight to pick. On one hand, you got to go John Castaneda because it is short notice. He is the guy. He's been training. He's got the forward pressure. He has the D two wrestling. He can just you're making coming, a face coming, like he coming. hasn't
0: been stopped a bunch of times. Is it's your exact quote?
1: Well, things happen. But that was after <laughs> you interrupted me. It, but you interrupted I know my, me like,
0: I know my truth that's not what I said <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. alternative facts um, but you interrupted me and you threw the whole thing off because I'd never i said he gets dropped which he does get dropped can we both concede it's not an auto dropped.
0: stop teleprompter you control out by hand <laughs>
1: it's not even a teleprompter so you gotta
0: stop just, it. you gotta start it's like me with the timer on suspension. Saturdays
1: anyway Castaneda should win he should be the favorite he's got a short notice opponent they actually have very similar styles very similar styles. They're going to come forward with nonstop aggression. Look for takedowns when they can get them. That's those aren't similar styles. The difference is John Castaneda is very takedownable. For a dude that wrestled Division Two, he gets taken down quite a bit. Let's take a look at the percentage. Only a sixty percent takedown defense. That's what's concerning me here, and I'm sort of conflicting or uh, contradicting myself because. Very, very slight lean for Castaneda because of the short notice. But I do have a plus money bet at plus 140. Oh, my I God. Believe. I
0: forgot that you did. I completely forgot that you
1: did this. You pick one On side Marine and you bet the other off. side.
0: <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> what? Those fuck? odds are too juicy. Oh, my God. Muine can come forward, break Castaneda, get it done. Why don't you go ahead and tell us why you think Muine's going to win and why my bet's a good bet.
0: Um... Yeah, I don't know why you wouldn't just be your pick if that's your bet. That's 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 the issue. Because
1: I just the short notice, the short notice is the concern. It's a it's a very like fifty. It's it's right there, razor thin fight. Go ahead. Um, tell me why, I tell will me be why referring. Is correct.
0: Yeah, I will be referring to John Castaneda as Sexy Mexi for the rest of this breakdown because he is a former Lock of the Week, and he was a great Lock of the Week. He was a Lock of the Week, unlike Johnny Munoz Jr. He came in and smoked Miles Johns. Because, and the reason I picked him to win that fight is because this is a tough dude, man. This dude, Sexy Mexi, is a tough dude, well-rounded, can offensive wrestle, can defensive wrestle, has good striking, and I knew that he could wear down Miles Johns in that fight. That's exactly what happened he avoided the big right hand and he wore him down the issue is in his last fight he kind of got worn down and he got worn down in a fight that he was having some good success and now he got tired kind of chasing a finish a little bit but he was recovered in the second round and and that that pressure of Willie cat really kind of broke him down and going into this fight, I was like, I believe that Muin can get the takedowns, but can he control and can he outwork Sexy Mexi? Because that's how he's going to have to win this fight, right? He's got power in his hands. If he knocks out you know, Sexy Mexi, I could see that happening too because he does throw with absolute heat. When he lands, it is powerful. And he also works the body too, which I like with kicks, with shots, because that's that's how Willie Cat was kind of breaking down um, Sexy Mexi in that fight. But I, my, my biggest concern was can he outwork Sexy Mexi? If you watch that Contender Series fight, your answer would probably be no. Because he lost that fight because he was getting a little bit gassy. He Couldn't get the takedowns like he was getting early. But when I was watching him in the LFA fights, he looked like a different person. He looked like he took his time more. His, his shots were a, a little bit better. He was a little bit more conditioned later in the fights. He still brought that power into the later rounds. And then when I saw on his Instagram... This dude was training with Marab, getting Marab ready for the Pyotr Jan fight. So he's in Marab's camp. He was there. And I love the fact this is short notice, right? But he had a post 12 weeks ago that says, I'm staying in shape. I'm staying ready. UFC, give me a short notice fight. I'm ready. I want it. So this dude has been training. He's been ready. He's still young, 27 years old. I think that this is going to be the best Muin we have seen to date. And unfortunately, for Sexy Mexi, former lock of the week, um, I think he just kind of gets outworked. And when he's not outworking somebody, uh, I think he's a, he's got a tough way to win this fight. Uh, I think Muin just kind of grinds him, gets the takedowns, maybe finds him a big shot on the feet, but I think he pulls out this fight.
1: So the short notice doesn't concern you at all, or it's a little bit of a concern. Not at all, literally. Because
0: he, he, I mean, he was he's he's on Instagram. It's not like he was, you know pulled yeah. off the street he's he's been wanting this shot for a while and I think he he's ready to prove I mean another good part about the contender series fight is he's fought in the apex before so it's a UFC debut but he's been in this situation he's fought in that cage in the arena um so I think he's gonna I think he's gonna look pretty good in there All right, I
1: hope he gets it done I got the uh the plus 140 I think you got him at plus 145 right
0: uh yeah he opened yeah, uh, somebody, up somebodys I think somebody said he opened it at like plus 200 or something but it immediately it was like boom 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 boom
1: I show plus 150 here, but, uh, you know, there's... But it was like
0: those Twitter odds when people are just posting, like, random, like, yeah, Twitter yeah. odds that aren't really on a book yet.
1: Um, Well, so we're somewhat aligned here. We both think Moeen can get it done. I just... The short notice bothers me a little more than it does you, but we're both willing to risk our money yet. It's very solid. Pl- Would you bet him at plus 110 or even money?
0: Or I think he really should be the, the, the plus-
1: favorite. Okay. Okay. Um, I, not not but, not
0: crazy. I think I think he should be a minus one fifty favorite. So I would bet him all the way to that in my mind.
1: Gotcha. Well, Jakey boy and I are aligned on this fight. We both have bets on this fight. We don't have DraftKings pricing yet. It'll be interesting to see when the DraftKings pricing comes out what they do with this because the opening odds and the closing odds are going to be very different. And DraftKings probably won't give us pricing on this for another day or two. So when the when the odds settle, then they'll put some pricing out. I'm hoping we do get. They already have at, the
0: eight. 8,200. Every slot
1: is basically already filled. So they're either going to repeat an existing slot or just make something up entirely. So it it should be even. That's what it should be. But maybe we get lucky and we get Muin Gafarov at uh, some underdog pricing. And if we do, then he'll definitely be in my lineup because he should be able to put in some work. Even if he loses the fight, he'll put up some numbers. And if he has a seven in front of his price tag, that would be phenomenal if you want to unlock... Our DraftKings Optimizer, our DraftKings Plays, the ownership projections, and all the tools that helped our community win $120,000, $130,000. Mitch is a movie star. In DraftKings alone, go to weonpix.com, just click become a member. It's just 10 doll hairs a month.
0: But he's like a legit movie star. Yeah, I get it. He's my favorite person. (laughs) It's funny because it's like I'm being sarcastic just because he's in movies that, I'm, oh, he's my favorite person. That's why it's funny, Angelo. That's the stuff that you weren't getting on the cruise. Angelo changed up on us. There's no doubt about that. That dude got... Because I was going to bring it up in the beginning, but we were talking about something else. But, I mean, that that cruise literally, and tell me this isn't true. Your ego was pumped to the max on that cruise because you were the funniest guy. You were the charismatic guy. You were doing the dad jokes, and everyone's laughing at it. You were getting checked by me in the chat once a week. You had your freedom, and you went loose with it because the text I were getting was like, holy dad jokes, what the fuck is this nonsense? I Honestly, honestly, when I was reading some of the texts you were sending me, There was actual disappointment in my heart. Like, what is going on with this guy? There's no way he thinks this is funny.
1: 90% of the time, I'm the funniest guy in the room. 99% of the time. If
0: I'm not
1: there. 90% of the time. Even when you're there. If we're sitting
0: there, come on, be honest. If we're sitting there Saturday night with the people. Last time we were sitting there Saturday night,
1: you had your legs up on the couch and were half asleep. And
0: I was still fucking just cracking (laughs) them up. Holy shit! There's no way. I don't know if they've ever laughed at anything you've said.
1: Well, we'll find out at the pool party on the 10th, Man, which we'll is next there. Saturday.
0: We'll be streaming.
1: Next up at UFC Vegas, it's for my birthday. I turned 40.
0: I told you it's I'm going to bring in. I'm going to have 600. By that point, it'll probably be 700 live viewers for your birthday. I'll wish. I'll. I'll put. I'll make sure the chat tells you happy birthday, Angelo. <laughs> Jesus. Fuck.
1: Unlike you, I like hanging out with people in real life.
0: Oh, uh, I like. Fame and fortune, baby. I like, <laughs> I, like, I like people watching me. There's no doubt about that. Onlyfans.com. So, oh, sorry.
1: Next up at UFC Vegas 74, we have Abubakar Nurmagomedov taking on Elizu Zaleski. Abubakar Nurmagomedov, 17-3 and three overall, 3-2. Three 3-1-1 one one in his last five. He is coming off that decision win over Gadzi Omar Gizaev. Nailed it. Woo! He's taking on Elizu Zaleski, 23-7 overall, 3-2 in his last five. He is alternating wins and losses. And Zaleski's a pretty good striker. He's got real power. He's very athletic. He can also be dangerous on the ground. What the fuck did he go? He can also be dangerous on the ground, and he has that sort of capoeira style. That sort of. He does have a capoeira style. If you don't know what that is, that's Brazilian dance fighting. It's what Michelle Pahe is doing when he's doing all his fun stuff. He's got real power, real athleticism, very real cardio, and he's a pretty dangerous guy. But he is coming back after a year and a half away, and he's taken on a Nurmagomedov. And like all the others, like that beard with no mustache would tell you, he's an aggressive wrestler. He's got one goal in mind. Come forward, McDonald's? throw hands.
0: McDonald's. Can you order me a McDonald's?
1: Are you Take pretending you have head. a girlfriend? Are you yeah. pretending you have Take a girlfriend? Head. Thank you. Love you. <coughs> You're pretending you have a girlfriend.
0: Did oh you shit! Pretend- hundred dollars! Did you see a hundred dollars donation from uh, Make the Bookies I, Pay, baby?
1: Wait, did you just pretend you had a girl in there? What? What the fuck just happened? What are you talking
0: about? We have a hundred dollar donation. What are you talking about? I went and got a fucking coke.
1: Screaming about McDonald's? What is going on? Huh? <laughs> On. we have a hundred dollar donation from make the bookies pay the best out there period thank you very much jacob is on his period this is very fitting we appreciate the hundred dollars That's very 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 generous of you jakey any words for the people when you're not pretending you have a girlfriend
0: um no i appreciate that you know we we, we definitely step put in closer to brazil yeah you know, we we definitely put the work in and that's uh that's gonna 100 bucks that's I think that's a that's a month of food in, in Brazil. <laughs> I literally think essential. it is. <laughs> someone someone that, that lives in Brazil told me like if you go out to a ni- like a nice restaurant, or something it's like four dollars, four or five
1: dollars. There's just no way that's true. Anyway, thank you very much. <laughs> I don't know. That's straight from the horse's mouth. For your very generous donation, make the bookies pay. As I was saying, Abu Made Magomedov is a wrestler. He's going to come forward, throw bombs, shoot. He's got solid pressure. Good control, but he does have very questionable submission defense. His hands are actually solid, and while he's not going to be knocking anybody out or anything like that, he can hang long enough on his feet, and he'll trade long enough for people to be like, all right, I'm striking with this guy, and then he'll start to wrestle He's not as good as his last name, so don't let the last name fool you and think that this guy's going to be just an incredible wrestler. He is not as good as his last name, but it's the same game plan that you can expect with that last name. And I like him in this matchup. I picked him. I bet him early. I got him at plus 120. Uh, That's been up there for premium members for two weeks now. Quarter of a unit on that. And I just think the very long layoff for Zaleski is going to be the issue. I think Abubakar will come forward, will bomb, and will just wrestle, 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 wrestle. And Zaleski tends to lose to people who take him down. He's even been taken down by non-wrestlers. Jing Lang took him down. Others have taken him down, and I just think the layoff, the wrestling pressure, all of that's going to be an issue for him. The line is tightening. We'll see what happens if Abubakar becomes a full-blown favorite, but I did get him at plus 120, quarter of a unit, premium members. You saw that two weeks ago. Lots of value there, Jakey Boy, what do you think? Um,
0: yeah, when I broke down this fight, and, and I saw you know Zaleski's last fight against St. Denis, I was like, "Holy shit!" If he just copies and pastes that into this fight, he's going to absolutely dominate that fight. And then I got excited because of the layoff, because I thought, "Oh my god, a two-year layoff against a Nurmagomedov!" Year and a half. He is. He's definitely. Yeah, what did I say?
1: A year. Well, I'm just. I just. I'm not trying to be a dick. I thought I said two. No, I thought it was
0: a two-year layoff. Two thousand one is, I think, the last fight. Anyway, I saw the layoff. I saw the Nurmagomedov name, and I thought, I'm going to get this guy as the underdog, (laughs) and he is for sure going to be the lock of the week because I think he has the tools to dominate this fight. He is such a good striker. What I love the most in this fight... Because I agree, Nurmagomedov, he wants the fight to the ground. I don't think he's overly dominant in his wrestling, not overly dominant in his control, no. in his in his takedown attempts. He doesn't have a lot of speed or power to him. And on his feet, he he's got that like, that that Khabib jab right. He throws that jab. He knows what he's doing on his feet. But like those those Dagestani's, they are a little bit flat footed, and I think he's one of the more flat footed of them all. And Zaleski's got such a good front. I mean, the way he blasts the front leg and destroys the front leg of people. He saw he was doing to Saint Denis beat the absolute shit out of Saint Denis. I mean, that fight was like, almost got, I think Paul Felder at one time was like, stop the fight, stop the fight, like he's out on his feet, it was crazy, the, the beating he put on, uh, on Saint Denis, but he started with leading, lighting up the lead leg, and that's going to stop the mobility even more, it's going to stop the takedowns, and I think he lights up the leg, he throws great, great combinations on the feet, good, good power, and against Saint Denis, who is a grappler, he was defending the takedowns. He did what he needed to defend those takedowns as well. So I think he's cleaned that up. I hope in the last year and a half, two years, whatever it's been, that he's he, he stayed tight because he's going to have to be tight early uh, with the ex- exchanges, or so he's probably going to get taken down. And and then you know, I think Nirmal Medved to win this fight needs ten minutes of control. I mean, he's got to he's got to yeah. he's got to get ten plus minutes of the control, and I just don't see that happening. Um, so I'm going Zaleski all the way. I'm pretty confident in him in this fight.
1: Yeah, I get it. Listen, at even money, I don't think I'm betting Namagamanov. The analysis remains the same, obviously. The pick stays the same, but I don't think I'm betting him. But at that plus 120, I'm like, man, that's solid plus money for a guy that has been active that will come forward, will just shoot, and I can trust him. Zaleski, year and a half out, that's a long time to be out. That's a long time to come back. Try to find your rhythm against a guy who's going to be diving at your legs, especially yes, someone
0: that's so, so technical too and sharp yeah. as the Madoffs. I mean, that's what they're known for. It's just been so goddamn precise and technical with everything. I also am very biased. I for some reason I think he's very very overrated. So there's a bias in my. He's in my not breakdown.
1: as good as the last name would tell you. Like he's he's definitely not that level Madoff If there's a ranking system. He's closer to the bottom, but I do think it. I think that pressure combined with the year and a half layoff is going to be the, the difference here. Seventy nine hundred dollars. I will spend that in DraftKings because if I think he wins, I mean he's going to get some takedowns, have some control time. it should rack up some very real points. You going to throw Zaleski in there? I mean, you think Zaleski wins by finish? If you think, yeah, he wins, I think he'll,
0: I think he lights his ass up. I, I think that's pretty good value. Eighty three hundred dollars.
1: And how old is Zaleski again? Thirty six. Yikes. Good for you. That's i I'll throw 100 a th- hundred on this too. I've always heard that
0: people are the best looking and um, Their funniest sexual prime.
1: And... Yeah. I'll uh, I'll throw a hundred on this.
0: I mean, if you want to lose another hundred dollars, <laughs>
1: deal. <laughs> All right. Two hundred. You haven't won one of these head up ones with me in a very long time.
0: So. Well, there hasn't been fights in a week and a half. <laughs>
1: congrats if you guys want to see all of our bets all of our picks the DraftKings Optimizer DraftKings rankings the DraftKings ownership projections the FanDuel rankings the FanDuel ownership projections the cheat sheet the leverage scores the 38 columns of detailed data and metrics the line movement tracker our calculators our raw notes Artem's picks my picks and so much more just go to wewantpicks.com it's only $10 a month For every single thing I listed and all the things I forgot to list, weonpicks.com. Just click the cover at the top. It's only $10 a month. And I'll tell you where you can get 50 bucks. Just go to Oh, my
0: God. Here we go. Jesus Christ.
1: Slash bets. Sign up with any one of our betting partners. Make a deposit. We send you 50 bucks. As a thank you. We on slash bets. You're going to get there. You're going to see our different betting partners on that page. You need to be on that very specific page and click those very specific links. Once you do, you will be in our affiliate pool. You make a deposit and then we send you $50 as a thank you.
0: Become a premium member. Make the commercial stop. Fuck. Sorry. I hate You're it more than try- you guys.
1: You're the one trying to get to Brazil.
0: Look at that chest. Jesus Christ. Don't you just want to gonna... rub your fingers through that thing? God damn. Why are his nipples so wide too?
1: Like, yeah, doesn't that right, the right nipple look something... incredible? Yeah, there's something wrong with that. It's like
0: cr- crawling. It's like a snail crawling up his peck. It does look like that. It's leaving. Yeah, it's tired of that bullshit.
1: I it's, had
0: to, it's, 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 it's like a plant trying to reach sunlight through that air. That, that poor nipple hasn't seen the sun in 20 years. That thing's trying to get a sun, some sunlight. Holy shit. He's like, oh, my God, winter's over. Look at this. It's a bear.
1: Uh, I had uh escargo on that cruise because I'm a fancy boy.
0: Wow, that was next the, up. I mean, that's the shit I'm talking about, Angela. Like, that's the trend. <laughs> I'm doing all this work right here. Boom, boom. Just joke after joke. And you're like... <laughs> I had a scar go. Speaking of snails, <laughs> I had a scar go on my cruise. You got to cut that
1: shit out, man. Next up at UFC Vegas 74, we have Jamie Malarkey taking on Muhammad John Naimov. Jamie Malarkey, 16 and 5, overall 4 and 1 in his last five years, coming off that decision win over Francisco Prado. He's taking on insanely short notice. This was just announced yesterday mohammedan naimov who's only eight and two in his career he is three and two in his last five he is riding a three fight win streak into his ufc debut i what i before we started the stream i said you know what i should have done i should have
0: do we i we just made fun of your dad jokes
1: do you want to say no i i should have spent the time to photoshop you into the jamie malarkey spots and all these photos (laughs)
0: I would, have, I would have lost my shit. I, I, I'll be I honest with that. One, if you just script this thing over and there was my face right there, I would have lost my shit. I have I compl- lost my shit. I, completely I, would have been, like, I would have been able to finish.
1: <laughs> I didn't think of it until literally I had it up in front of me and I was checking the slides. I was like, fuck that shit. It's actually when I saw your easel that I was like, God, if I put Jacob's face on there, really that would have been it. Look, I don't think we look alike. I wouldn't have thought it. And then people say it and it's like, yep. As soon as people say it, it's like, yep. Anyway, it's because you both don't have eyebrows, which is like a very bizarre. I do have eyebrows. Physical trait. Okay, they're blonde. In the kitchen, they have the drawer and they're the drawers. They're not as bushy as
0: his. I think his his look. Not. I would rather have my situation than those. I mean, those things are aggressive. No. Holy shit! Eight. It looks like one. Of, it looks six. like both of Naomi's Ni- nipples went and landed on top of Jamie Malarkey's eyes. I that you got, got the dad jokes. Yeah, that was a callback. Yeah. That was a good no, th- I that was pretty good one. I mean, they this just, I mean, just, good. they managed those little nipples hanging over.
1: Jamie Malarkey, originally supposed to fight Garam, big time underdog in that fight. Now a massive favorite in this fight. And that's some short notice juice on that line. Jamie line. Jamie Malarkey's a pretty well rounded guy. He's sort of a jack of all trades. He can do everything. Not great anywhere, but. He's a busy technical striker. He can grapple as well. His career has sort of evolved. He started primarily as a grappler, but he's been a much more active striker sort of later in his career. And he does have a couple of knockouts in the last two years as well. So he's found that power while developing his skills. He is coming off that decision win over Francisco Prado, where he did have really nice takedowns, solid striking. He was pretty patient in that fight as well. What are you doing?
0: None, just hanging
1: around. <laughs> yeah, that's actually my favorite. That's that's my favorite. None, like, over, just just hanging what, around. What? Who? And he goes. Who? Me? He goes. Who? Me? <laughs> just hanging around. Anyway, um, he's taking on Muhammadan Naimov, who very similar to uh, Muine, fought in the Contender series a few a uh, few years ago. He's back at it, giving it another go. This is big opportunity on short notice.
0: They're buying a bro from Tajikistan.
1: There you go. And overall, Naimov is a well-rounded guy, right? He prefers to strike, but he can wrestle when he needs to. He bounces between featherweight and lightweight, so don't expect him to be sort of the bigger guy in this matchup here. Even though it is short notice, he's a fast guy. He's an athletic guy. He has old school martial arts striking background. I think it's taekwondo, karate, something like that. And he has that sort of style with him, that calculated approach to when he's throwing the kicks, when he's throwing the punches. He does like to close that distance and then clinch up and strike. He will actively defend takedowns early in a fight because he trusts his striking and then start to slow down and completely flip that switch and just start diving for legs, looking for takedowns later as the fights go on. He is solid. Um, his takedown defense is is uh, not as solid as his takedown offense, but it is there. And a lot of people instinctually jumped all over Jamie Malarkey when he had a short notice opponent. The The oddsmakers did as well, minus 590. I don't know. Have those dropped everywhere yet? I
0: just checked that online. I don't see him.
1: I saw him on Fanduel is where I got the minus five ninety. I think they were the first. How are, you to drop on, how are
0: you on Fanduel, Angelo?
1: Best fight odds, we'll tell you, You dumb dick. And then, um, so a lot of people jumped all over that, but the reality is, this is a tougher fight than those odds, dude. Naimov is not a bum, and I think Jamie Malarkey. I think he gets a little too much credit for his. Body <laughs> Just
0: say work. what you know. Say
1: it. Say it like a man.
0: I'm I do it every you.
1: week, Angelo. Yeah, you do it. I'm not you. I'm not going to come say here. and it Say it like Dave you Larky said it sucks. to me. <laughs> I, I, I said Dave Markey sucks. I don't think he like sucks sucks, but I don't, like, think, Larky, <laughs> I don't think Dave I don't think. I just Larky, think he's a terrible fighter. He's, he's not Jeff Molina, but he's also not you know Garam. There we go. He's I coming think, back. He's coming back. <laughs> I think Jamie Malarkey's a little bit overrated because he's not great at striking. He's not great at wrestling. He uses those tools and he can outstrike people who are not very good strikers. He now grapple people who are not very good grapplers. But when he gets somebody like Naimov that could potentially do both things, he has some very real trouble. I do think Jamie Malarkey's going to win. It is short notice, but I'm not touching these odds. Even if it was minus 400, I don't think I would have put him in the safety parlay because I just... Uh, Muhammad John is is decent. Not great, but he's decent. And the only reason I am sort of favoring Jamie here, obviously, is short notice. But also, Jamie was preparing for a very good striker. So I'm sure his grappling is going to be on point for this fight. And um, yeah, Muhammad John can be taken down. What do you think, Jakey boy?
0: Uh, I'm going to say something a little bit crazy here. But I think it's absolutely true. This is a more dangerous fight for Jamie Malarkey in terms of fighter. Not, an easy, not not a harder fight, because I think Grom was a very, very formidable opponent. But I don't think Grom was going to be very dangerous anywhere to a guy like Jamie Malarkey. Yeah, he might get in a pocket, he might get clipped, but Grom's not like an overly dominant striker, and obviously isn't like a, a dominant grappler with submissions and stuff like that. So when I'm looking at this guy, Naomov? Naomov? How are you saying it?
1: Well, now I don't know how to say it because you said it wrong. (laughs) Muhammad John is easy to say. My my dude M,
0: when when I'm watching this guy M, and the way that he strikes, especially the way he throws kicks, he is a very dangerous striker because he will take chances. It is short notice. You haven't really been able to study the opponent. And the way that he strikes is different. It's not typical, just boxing, kickboxing style. He does the karate. He does the taekwondo stuff. It's going to be a more dangerous fight for Jamie Mullarkey, but... The path for victory for Jamie Larkey is just too obvious in my mind. He should have been able to, you know, as Angel mentioned, prepare for some wrestling against Grom, some defensive wrestling, offensive wrestling. The path for him and wrestling, this guy, the undersized guy in M in this fight, is just too obvious to me. If he wants to play around on the feet a little bit, have some fun. That's usually how Jamie plays fights. Um, but I think short notice, he goes to the grappling early and just wins the fight, gets out of there, but I think he would have given Garam a a hard time. He is a much more technical striker than I think you give him credit for, and has much much more power than most people behind those strikes for this division. Really, really crazy power. Super tough guy. Uh, I think Jamie Marlkey wins this, but he's gonna want to wrestle to to do it easier.
1: Yeah, he definitely is gonna need the wrestle in this matchup, um, and I'm I think he's preparing to do that. He was fighting Garam, and I'm sure he was preparing to wrestle because. He wasn't going to outstrike Garam. Well, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> you know what annoys me about you and the rest of these fucking dorks? Everybody was like, now that the Garam fight is canceled, oh, Jamie was going to murder him. Shut the fuck up. I was saying that. F- yeah, weeks? but you, you do that shit all the time, and you actually put your money where your mouth is. Everybody else saying it just wants to be like, I just put my, before I could even shot. put it in
0: premium, I put my, I had a plus, I was playing uh, Jamie plus three and a half, like a full unit on it too.
1: Yeah, I thought he was gonna get fucking smoked. No. Anyway, well,
0: um, do you want to do you want to f- own up to why you hate Jamie Malarkey? Why? Well, I think it's pretty obvious you have a some sort of weird connection because I do kind of resemble Jamie Malarkey. So by default, <laughs> you just fucking <laughs> hate the guy.
1: Everybody that kind of looks like you a little bit. You kind of look Malarkey. like uh,
0: Big M over there a little bit. He grew the beard. I'll take,
1: I'll take that all day. I'll take that all day. Oh, it's a
0: compliment. I've seen that's. Thank th- you. Same chest hair too.
1: Thank you so much. Same and nipples. And I bronzed. I, I brought my my left one is was pierced, so that's a little, wow, a little bigger just, than
0: the right. You really wanted to break. You, you were you were looking forward. You like, oh my god, they're talking about nipples. By the way, guys, my nipple was <laughs> pierced. So.
1: old geez, no. Anyway. No DraftKings pricing just yet. The pricing is going to be absolutely wild for Naimov, but Malarkey is already at sixty-seven hundred dollars. I forgot to post that here. He's at sixty-seven hundred dollars. That is locked in, ready to go. You have to throw him in. DraftKings. He's going to be in
0: every single person's lineup. Uh, yeah, yeah, you
1: kind of have to. It's a it's a free play at sixty-seven hundred dollars. A minus five ninety favorite. Did those odds change? Did you even look?
0: What'd you say? I wouldn't listen
1: best fighter
0: odds. Someone said somebody it. photoshopped Jake with face on Jamie and put in Discord. Uh, don't do that.
1: He's still minus 590, so nothing changed with the odds. Um, and that is available on FanDuel. If you like it, I wouldn't touch it. We don't pick... This should, I mean, com. this should be... Oh. $10 a month. What do you think it these matches? should be? Should be? 3, he should be minus 350. As well. I was
0: going to say 300, but then I'm thinking about it. I mean, it could be minus 240 very in my short.
1: mind. It's very short notice. And he was preparing for a much better part
0: i mean i i love jamie more than anyone but if there's anyone that just loves to just say fuck it and throw some haymakers in the pocket <laughs> it's jamie malarkey man and that's not even good
1: that's uh, it's uh, i'm
0: seriously i think i was more confident in him versus garam because i think he was gonna be able to handle garam's kickboxing style and this dude just fucking no a little bit wild man this dude's wild with the striking.
1: he's very wild comes forward doesn't care. Reckless abandon. Like the spinning stuff,
0: well. the weird kicks. You, mean you get weird liver shots out of
1: stuff like that. Well, we'll see what happens. We on picks.com. Unlock all the picks, all the bets, and everything else. I think big game's lock of the week, man. A month. I guess we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> Next up oh, at yeah. UFC Vegas 74, we had the previous... And not really. I was going to say biggest, under, or biggest favor on the card, but she never really was, I guess. I would just um, like to say
0: real quick, I, I love that the UFC supports Brazilian women.
1: They're making them fist fight each other in a cage for money.
0: It's <laughs> a good matchup between two strong, beautiful women.
1: Well, both of them beautiful. We got Karini Silva at 15-4 and four overall, 5-0 oh in her last five with all stoppage wins taking on Ketlin Souza 13 and three overall also five and zero in her last five and she is making her UFC debut Karine Silva powerful grappler constantly working for a submission both on top and on bottom she has 15 wins with 15 stoppages absolutely dominant in all of her wins she's going to plot forward have a nice tight guard in her feet throw a flurry rush to the body, clinch, get you to the ground, and then just work for something there. Occasionally, she'll chase a submission, end up losing that sort of exchange because of it, but she's still coming out on top, and uh, she's coming off that submission win over Pollyanna Botelho in her UFC debut. She's taking on UFC debut, Ketlin Souza. And Ketlin's doing that after winning the Invicta title just a few months ago. She loves to pressure with real heavy strikes and work in her own occasional takedowns everything she does is heavy she throws big kicks big punches she's going to crush with elbows she's always looking to do damage very solid grappler as well Ketlin is definitely a what you know, not think she's a solid grappler Ketlin yeah dude anyway um, Ketlin's definitely a prospect and she could be sort of trouble in this division oh wow but did you th- watch
0: my quick pick video
1: no, I film my video two weeks before you film yours, you lazy piece of shit. Well, I don't watch
0: any of your shit. <laughs> Great. And I know you have to watch mine to make sure your monitoring, mine come my, out my activities. <laughs> <you>. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is this? <laughs> What's this son of a bitch doing now?
1: <laughs> I watch it in 2X to make sure no penises show You watch on the all screen.
0: my Saturday streams like this.
1: She's <laughs> like Danny DeVito, just all fucking short and angry. Anyway, Caitlin Souza is a prospect. And she's going to be able to do things in this division, but this is a really tough UFC debut. Karini is dangerous everywhere. She should not have an issue getting this to the ground. Basuza is powerful, but I think she's too committed to the strikes, meaning she plants and just bombs. Oh, good form there. I like that form. Just from all the way out here because that's where she's throwing them from. They're not here where they should be. They're bombing away.
0: I mean, that's the difference here. I'm right here. You're you're mimicking like this. I think you even had an open hand at one point just doing that right there. I'm right here. I'm right here. I'm Philly Shell. I'm right here, Angelo. I'm
1: here. Congrats. Congrats. Anyway, I um, I think Ketlin's commitment to throwing bombs will be what gets her taken down and that Karini should have an advantage. But the problem is, Karini Silva has never won a fight that wasn't a decision, or sorry, wasn't a finish. We don't know what she's going to look like late second in the third. We don't know those things. Ketlin Souza, sorry, Karini Silva should win this fight. But I did not throw her in the safety parlay because, I man, I wouldn't be surprised if she comes out aggressive, starts to slow down a little bit, and then late second, third round starts to really look like shit, and Ketlin Souza just starts bombing away. Jakey Boy, what do you think?
0: Uh, Let me first off by saying that I like both of these girls and and I like all Brazilian women and there's no question about that. Uh, in my quick pick video, the reason I interrupted you and I said that was because I think that Kitlin can be a girl in this division as well. I mean, she brings in some good pressure, some good striking, and she can do some things off her back. I I, I disagree with that she's a good grappler. She can do some stuff off her back, and she kind of stays on her back way too much, and that's kind of why I see this fight going this way. But she reminds me, except for the offensive wrestling and the kind of bullying style, she reminds me of like a young Jessica Andrade, the way that she strikes. I mean, she comes forward, it's a little bit hands low style. It's a little bit big overhand rights. It's a little bit chasing, but she lands those shots, and she puts people out when she lands. I mean, that is real power that she possesses, and I can't wait to see what she's going to do in the future, but she can get taken down, and when she's in her guard, she will stay in her guard. There is no attempts to get back to her feet, even at one point in her fights. I mean, she has a head girl's Head wrapped up on her guard, just trying to stall out so the ref will stand them back up. She's not working back to her feet like that. And against a girl like Karina, it is going to be a real issue because Silva wants to be on the ground. She wants to get finishes on the ground. And when she strikes, she stays very sound defensively. In, out, she's in, she's out, she's moving her head, she's got her hands up. I don't think that Susan's going to be able to touch her. And when she gets too aggressive, she gets taken down, she gets dominated, but i like Ketlin for future fights for sure. She's got... I
1: mean, that power is crazy. <laughs> I completely agree. Listen, if if Karini had, like, two decision wins, I actually would be all over her. And I do have bets on her. And if you're a pre member, you've seen those bets. Jump on them. Take a look. But because she... All of her wins are by finish, I just... Ketlin is tough. I just don't know if Ketlin I... Ketlin has
0: five-round experience.
1: Yeah. She's the invicted champion right now. Right. Today. So... That's the only thing that worries me for sure. But Karini should win this fight. I do have money on her. Check out all of my premium bets at wewantpicks.com. It's only ten dollars a month. Jakey Boy, you gonna spend the 9300 dollars in DraftKings? I think you kinda have to.
0: Yeah, I think she's definitely gonna get some takedowns and, and look for a finish. I, I do worry mm-hmm. a little bit that she's not gonna be able to get it, but she's just so nasty on the ground. I mean, she doesn't just rely on submissions either, you know. She I mean she just will <laughs> just she's nasty. Yeah, <laughs> she's nasty. <laughs>
1: No, yeah, she no. She's an absolute Fifteen stoppage wins is insane, man or woman, regardless of. Like, oh yeah, that's wow, insane. I'm
0: not sure. I don't know why you had to say it like that. You could have just said it's impressive. There it is.
1: I and I, I wanted to make sure that people knew I was talking beyond just the women's division. Stay away from my Brazilian you, women. Stay the fuck away from you, my yeah, Brazilian women. Unlike Angel. you, I actually do support women. Literally, paying for these little bitches right now. My mom's in town putting him in the bed. I whispered it because if Tiffany heard me calling bitches, it wouldn't go well. Whew. Next up at UFC Vegas 74, we have Victor Altamirano taking on Tim Elliott. Victor Altamirano, 12 and two overall, four and one in his last five. He is making a very quick turnaround and it is against Tim Elliott, who is 18 and 12 overall. Three and two in his last five, coming back after a year and a half away. And it's a weirdo timeline because Tim Elliott coming back after a very long layoff, Victor Altamirano just turning right back around after fighting just a month ago. And I think that quick turnaround is why this line looks the way it does because Victor kind of looked like shit in that last fight. And now they're just going to assume he's going to continue to look like shit. But the reality is he's fast, he's powerful on his feet. He could also be patient and calculated. He has an impressive six to four striking differential, and that really speaks to his pressure. His takedown defense has improved. It's not great, but it's at 53% now. But if he is taken down, he's very busy and just doesn't accept bottom. But I did mention he's coming off that win over Venetia Salvador, but he looked bad. My daughter's screaming in the background. Great job.
0: <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I was like, I was like, Dad, leave my TV on. I was like, what the hell is that?
1: Great job. Nuna putting her to bed.
0: Jesus,
1: taking on why Tim Elliott. That's why you don't hit kids. T- taking on Tim Elliott, eighteen and twelve overall, and that's just the definition of grit and tough. He's going to come forward. He's going to look for a finish. If he doesn't get it, he might get finished. And he's constantly coming forward. He makes every fight dirty. He puts in.
0: Somebody's going to call the cops, man. Are we sure we know what's going on?
1: I'm sure it's my youngest who doesn't want to go to bed. It's 9 o'clock. They go to bed at 7 every Holy night. shit! I, 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 They are in bed by 7 p.m. every single night. But grandma's in town. School's out for the summer. so Get
0: your fucking house under control. <laughs> Everyone shut the fuck up.
1: <laughs> oh, Jesus. I would never. Um, I mean, it,
0: you know. I would never <laughs> let that pass in my house. I know that. yeah, you that's not how I dog. was raised. So that's you not how I dog. was raised.
1: I bet, and and it turned out so well. Anyway, Tim Elliott just comes forward, puts on tons of pressure, lots of volume. He's gonna stay in your face the entire time, even if it's on the wrong side of exchanges. He will be there, ready to go. His striking is not technical, but it is effective because of that forward pressure. His best asset is definitely his grappling. He moves really well on the ground. He has submissions from every single position, and even though he is so talented on the ground. He's always chasing, and sometimes we'll lose a position because of it. I ventured, ventured. He's a vampire. Oh, oh, oh. I ventured. No, you sounded
0: you, know, you sounded Italian when you said it. In my mind,
1: That's not I ventured. It. She... Actually, it's my mother who's here. So here and her. She Let's get her on
0: camera. At... Let's bring her in here. Let's do a little no. Q and A. Let's no. do a little Q and A with Nana. Nana. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna get Nana. I don't know, It's the first I could think I of. I don't
1: think she wants it. Anyway, I think Tim Elliott does win, just with this fight. What? I think Tim Elliott does win this fight. Um, because if Victor Altamirano, I mentioned oh, no. his takedown defense is improving, which it is improving, but it's still not good. And that's going to be the issue for him. I think Tim Elliott's going to come forward, pressure, 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 get the takedowns, get it done. Tim has multiple takedowns. Lots of scrambles, good cardio, good pressure. I think Tim Elliott is definitely the pick, the play. I think he gets it done. What do you think, Jakey Boy?
0: I was like, did I already do my breakdown? Out thought <laughs> you were just moving on to the next one. Um, this, I mean, the simplest way I can make this breakdown is I believe that they are kind of mirror images of each other. They're both kind of wild dudes that like the pressure. They want to get takedowns. They want to get on top of people. They want to get the, the person's back. The issue for me is I think Tim Elliott does everything a little bit better than Victor and showed a great, great gas tank in his last fight. I mean, he was beating the shit out of Tegir, like just tossing him around and stuff, where Victor, as you mentioned, In his last fight against Venetius, Team Reboss, we knew that Team Reboss was going to have Venetius coming in well prepared. We love Amanda Heboss' father and the way that he coaches and game plans, and Amanda Heboss is just going to be so ready for Macy Barber here in a few weeks, UFC Jacksonville. We're all very, very excited for you guys. Good luck, Amanda, Um, and uh, that's why Victor was struggling in that fight. I just completely, I just completely yeah, lost. What the hell is going I on? Literally, I, literally, I thought that was a pretty good little promo there. And then I was like congratulating myself in my head. And I completely forgot what I was going to say. Uh, uh, but idea. Tim Elliott, Maly- I think, oh, because he was slowing down. He was slowing down in that fight. And I think Tim Elliott just kind of outworked this guy coming off A crazy situation, life situation, family situation. He's going to be fighting emotional in there, which could be dangerous against a guy like Victor because Victor, I mean, he dropped a willy cat. I mean, he's got some power behind those hands. Um, and I can't wait. If he wins and he gets on the mic, I know he was in my mentions because I put a tweet out that was like, I, I can't wait to see what Tim Elliott is going to say on the mic after this fight. <laughs> and, he, and he's and he been replying to people saying, I'm going to get wild. I'm, I'm going to finish this guy. He said, I'm going to get like fucking wild or something in this fight. Or he said, I'm going to do some wild shit is what he said. It's like, holy shit. I thought you already kind of do wild shit all the time. It's like, what are you? He's going to do the Vanessa Demopoulos cartwheel in there. I think there but I got is. Tim Elliott all the way in this fight.
1: Um, Yeah, so we're both on the same side here. We're both uh, pretty confident in Tim. I think it's going to be the wrestling that does it because Victor does sort of struggle with takedowns at times. So I think he will uh, struggle with Tim's takedowns and that pressure and just his ability to keep coming forward no matter what's happening to him. But as you mentioned, a lot going on in that dude's life and the emotions could be good or bad. You had the exact same breakdown for... J.P. Bays. Um, but J.P. Bays. And that didn't go that way.
0: Well, he wasn't fighting Victor Altamareno.
1: Victor Altamareno is better. My warning to people betting this fight. He's is tough as Victor shit, Altomareno by the way. Is better than his last fight.
0: He is better he's, than his last fight. And he's, he's tough as shit. I mean, he is t- typical Mexican tough.
1: <laughs> yeah. What's a typical Mexican to you, Jacob?
0: Someone that, well, first of all, the men work hard. Tough as shit. Those the fighters for your Mexican tough. If you're a Mexican fighter, you're a tough shit. And the females, the Latinas. I love my Latinas. <laughs> you know, you, me gusta Latinas. Yeah, I do love my Latinas. I love the attitude, the sass. If you're out there, please. Me <laughs> gusta. I'm serious too, man. I love that Goom-star. shit.
1: This is what happens with a week off, man. Fuck, this is, this is taking forever. All right, we're gonna, um, just keep it going, keep the tape Tim going. Elliott. 9000 thousand dollars you spending that in DraftKings?
0: I think if I, I kind of trust is him. A much when he like, when he's saying I'm going to finish this guy, I kind of trust him. And you know what the TKO bets were for Tim Elliott this week? I took some. I don't know. I don't think it's going to be like a premium thing because I, I do respect the toughness of, of Victor, but sometimes I play stuff on the side. Um, where was this fucking line at? It's hard to read. Tim Elliott by TKO KO yeah, yeah, by yeah. rounds is plus twenty eight hundred, plus thirty three hundred, plus four thousand. I don't know if he's gonna sub the guy. I think he's gonna have to probably TKO him if he's gonna finish him. Yeah, um
1: I agree. Those
0: are. He said he's gonna finish him.
1: Well, he said till death do his part as well. That was cold. I should have said that cut that out (laughs) in the part that we did that we tweet (laughs) next up at ufc vegas 74 we have jim miller with a new opponent he's taking on jared gordon jim miller 35 and 17 overall three and two in his last five he's coming off that loss to alexander hernandez where he finally looked old he hadn't really looked old in his fights, and he finally looked like he lost a step in that last fight and he's taking on Jared Gordon. Jared Gordon, 19-6 and six overall, 2-2-1 two, two and one in his last five. He is coming off that headbutt no contest with Bobby Green, which makes this yet another very complicated fight to break down. This card is just loaded with... This is either going to be the most obvious card, like the parlay should be Daniel Santos, Carini, Jared Gordon. Like It's either going to be a super easy card like that. All those people are going to win. All the minus 170s, minus 200s. Yeah. Or... Every one of those has an asterisk. Karini has never won outside of a, a finish. So what if she can't finish? Willie Jim Miller cat,
0: gets dropped six times a fight. Constant,
1: yeah, constantly. Jared Gordon was just knocked unconscious like three weeks ago. I can't believe he's not suspended by the commission right now. Like That's, that's shocking to me. Unless, I, the, unless I he's think only the, a 90-day or something. No, I th- it hasn't been 90 days. Well, don't yell he at only, me. Watch <laughs> it. The only reason I think the only reason he's not suspended
0: <laughs> the kids start crying you immediately just get <laughs> agitated <as> shit <laughs>
1: <laughs> Oh it does like I saw I saw
0: a funny t- I saw a funny TikTok of a guy they're just pulling a prank on this guy's chair like it was in like a construction break room and his chair when he sat down his chair like went out and he, everyone started laughing and he picks the chair up and he just slams it across the wall. Just pissed as shit. And all the TikToks were like, somebody's got to check his house. Because if he's doing that over that,
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ, he's beating the shit out of somebody. Oh, Kids will drive you, kids will drive you up the wall. I missed this super chat. ninety nine from Sam Pierce. Bless you both. Thank you guys for everything. We appreciate you, Sam. Um, but what I was saying is, I think the reason Jared probably wasn't suspended is because the fight was ruled a no contest. So, so what are you suspending a, him for? It yeah. wasn't a loss, which is... You know, anyway, dude was knocked out. That makes me a little worried, but Jared Gordon's a good wrestler. He's got solid pressure, solid striking. His striking is mostly volume-based, where he likes to come forward. He's got flurries, and before looking for that takedown, he's just going to get real busy up top. He averages more than two takedowns per fight, but his takedown defense isn't as solid. He's coming off that no-contest headbutt, as I mentioned but he was winning those early exchanges. That's the takeaway from that fight is he actually looked pretty good against Bobby Green, who's a very good striker. And I think that's why this line is, uh, it has tightened quite a bit, but I think that's why he opened at the minus 190 favorite, even though he's the one popping in on short notice. He's taking on Jim Miller. Jim Miller is a legend. Jersey tough. He's all the things. He's got a whole bunch of different records in the UFC for longevity, for most of this, most of that, because he has been around so incredibly long. He's a very good grappler, and he has very clean boxing. His wrestling is not as good, though. Grappling is jujitsu. Wrestling is the ability to stand up or take it down. He sort of struggles taking people down, and that's going to be the difference here. I think he—I don't think he's going to be able to take Jared down. And Jared should be the better striker. But we've seen Jim Miller. Jim Miller has a knockout in the last twelve months. Like Jim Miller has some found some power in his hands. Like Jim Miller is a dangerous guy, even at what is he thirty-nine. Hmm. So he has more fight years than life years on him at this point. But um Ooh,
0: nice rhyme. It,
1: he looks he looked old I mean, in his last to- fight. He slowed down. He looked old in his last fight. I think he's gonna look old here as well, but I'm not betting on Jared Gordon either, because he was knocked out cold a few weeks ago, and I can't put money on that, even though he did look so sharp early against Bobby Green. Tricky card for sure. What do you think, Jakey Boy?
0: Uh, it is. It is a little bit of a tricky fight for those reasons. I mean, you laid the fight out absolutely perfect. I mean, and congratulations to that. Um, I guess a blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. Uh, even though you probably haven't found a nut in quite some time. Um, but <laughs> shower drain. Continue. That's that shit we're talking about. <laughs> Although that was pretty good. Um, but yeah, in that in that Bobby Green fight, because I was I was locked and loaded on Bobby Green. I came into that fight touting Bobby Green, saying Jared Gordon had nothing for Bobby Green. I was loaded on bets for Bobby Green inside the distance. He's gonna knock this dude out. And about two minutes into that fight, in my head, I'm thinking, this is not good. Because, because Jared Gordon is counter-striking Bobby Green, who is so hard to hit. He's got that Philly shell, and he it's really hard to hit this guy. And, and Jared Gordon was landing. On his chin at times. I mean, with extending combinations and getting to the target... Better than I've seen almost anyone get to the target on Bobby Green. And against a guy like Jim Miller, who is much more flat-footed than Bobby Green will be, he's much more hittable in this fight, I think he can have the exact same success. I think Jim Miller is going to be very hittable for a guy like Jared Gordon. He mentioned he does look like he's starting to slow down. He's still got the power, which is the big pause for concern in this fight. But I believe Jared Gordon can kind of avoid those power shots like he did against Patty. Kind of in-out point fight. And if he at point fights Jim Miller, I think he can easily... Easily win this fight in the striking, but as everyone always talks about, power is the last thing to go. Jim Miller still possesses that power. If he lands on Jared Gordon, he can knock him out. But I think Jared Gordon is 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 much better striker in this fight, and uh, I'm pretty confident in him. Um, you know, as long as he just please don't get knocked out.
1: Oh, well, that's the thing, and and you know if this is a few years ago, I wouldn't think it was possible. But Jim Miller knocked out was a Nicholas Mata knocked him out cold. So you know that that. Pa- Snoring. that power is there. So, we're both on the Jared Gordon side. I'm um, it's funny cuz as we were talking, I put a unit on a bet that we mentioned earlier. So, I actually have a decent amount of money going on this card, but I still trust nobody and nothing. So, I don't know what's going on here. But um Ooh.
0: It's like we crossed peace dreams. Must have been yeah. happen must have been last night.
1: Why would it have been last night? All right. Well, well you're when not ready. you when you when you come over if you're not no if you're not ready if you're not when ready. you come over for, when you come over for the pool party next week we'll recross the peace streams um you promise next saturday i promise uh we're both on the same side 9100 dollars in DraftKings, though oof it's steep it is i agree that's a bit steep i agree <laughs> the dude was legit oh bet online sorry
0: bet online just dropped Jimmy Malarkey line minus 400
1: Oh wow, that tightened fast. He I opened at it minus would, yeah. 590. Wow. I think it should be.
0: All right. Maybe worse I should throw him in the safety
1: parlay. After all that shit I talked about. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we picks.com Check out all the bets. I just dropped a one unit bet. Not on this fight, on a different fight that I will throw in there. Weonpicks.com. It's only $10 a month. Just click become a member at the top. It instantly unlocks everything you could ever want, including private channels, in the Discord so you can get alerts to your phone. Next up at UFC Vegas, 74. We have the co-main event of the evening. We have Alex Bruce Leroy Caceres taking on Daniel Pineda. Alex Caceres, 20 and 13 overall, four and one in his last five. He is coming off the knockout win over Julian Erosas, Taking on Daniel Pineda, 28 and 14 overall, two, one, and two in his last five coming off the submission win over Tucker Lutz. And this is an interesting matchup because Bruce Leroy at this point, tried and true vet, pretty young guy, but tons of experience, pretty good everywhere, striking solid, he's very durable. His wrestling and grappling are better than you would expect them to be. And he has a wealth of experience against pretty high level opponents. He doesn't really have that raw power, although he did just get a knockout in his last fight over Julian Rosa, where he was a pretty big underdog. He's taking on Daniel Pineda. Daniel Pineda is a feast or famine guy. 100% finish rate on both sides of that coin. Very good wrestler. Solid grappling. Comes out very fast. Incredibly dangerous for about three minutes. He quickly fades, and then he can be finished shortly after. But that initial burst... He's powerful. He's dangerous. He can really make something happen. So Daniel Pineda, very, very dangerous guy in a matchup like this. But I got to go with Bruce Leroy here. I, the line is moving. He's becoming a bigger favorite. But most of that movement happened after Garam dropped because people were just looking for places to put their money. But it does worry me because Daniel Pineda is a... a he's, I keep saying the word dangerous, but he is. He can win the fight almost anywhere at any time. But it is only for a short period. And I think Caceres can weather that early storm, get past that, and then start to put some work in, get things going, and start to get it done. But it's a weird fight because we have Alex, who beat down a broken-down Julian Arosa, right? Like, that's that's his last, you know, it, that's the fight he's coming off of that. He beat Kevin Kroom, who was never very good. Ooh, and now he's taking, on, he's taking on a very, very dangerous Daniel Pineda here. So I do worry there's some recency bias here with Alex Caceres. But I think he's going to get it done. Uh, you know, I'm nervous about this one as well. Maybe I'm just the pussy. The crew softened me up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You said it, not me. That was, that was good. No, you're, the last thing you said about Alex Guterres, I think nails it right on the head, Was is the recency bias of Alex Guterres. Like, oh my God, he's coming off this knockout of Julian Arosa. we now know Julian Arosa's got it a little down. bit chinny. And that was his first actually kind of real knockout since 2010. So let's pump the brakes on Alex Caceres coming in and just knocking people out. What he wants to do is kind of dance around karate style, lunge in with shots, but he wants to be on your back. He doesn't even necessarily want to kind of wrestle. He would just like to just kind of climb your back and be on your back and threaten submissions. And against a guy like Daniel Pineda. And the way that he looked in his last fight, I mean, he looked very sharp after the layoff in that in that fight. It looked like his cardio was better. Landing great, great combinations, finding the chin of Tucker Lutz. Now, Tucker is a much different fighter than Alex Casares. He's going to be a flat footy. He wants to grapple, so he's a little bit flat foot. He's going to be much easier to hit, but he was still landing good, good combinations and looking very sharp and precise against a guy like Tucker. And I think the biggest thing was the way that he was lighting up the front leg of Tucker in that fight. And if he brings in that same leg kick and starts lighting up the front leg of Alex. The 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 side-to-side, side, the in-and-out movements will stop. The the takedowns, which I don't think are great anyway, will be even worse. And I think Daniel Pineda can can find a way to find the shot on Alex Caceres and maybe he starts taking a desperate shot when he's hurt because Pineda has crazy, crazy power. 28 wins, 28 finishes, has never won a decision fight. I think he finds a way to, to put some power on Alex. Um... You know, I is going to need to get respect early in my mind, and I just don't see a way for him to really get that respect, and I think is kind of all over him with the power.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely... Uh, I'm glad you're not super high on the Casera side, because a lot of people are. Like I said, the line is widening, but a lot of that has to do with the Garam fight. Garam dropping. Garam was like everybody, most people's Casuals. most confident pick. And... There was money there. Once that fight dropped, people were just desperate. Well, now where do I put this money? So all of the favorites just became bigger favorites is what happened. That money just trickled down to other favorites. So I I think it's sort of artificially moving because without the Grom fight dropping, I don't think this line moves the way it did. Um, I think Alex wins. You're on the Pineda side. I think Alex just weathers that storm. And Pineda Pineda fades fast, which is his biggest issue. He looked fine last fight. I mean you're right well, and and like I said the recency bias on Alex. Okay, he beat Julian Rosa, who has been knocked out since then again. And Kevin Crew. And Kevin Crew's just never been good. So it's he's like only, those are his He's only finishing marriages. Points. So anyway, that was a much more
0: uh, that was a much cleaner joke than what you said.
1: Mine was very mean. <laughs> and your fat ass dog, I can't believe we have been doing this 2 hours. Oh Jesus. Are you going to spend the 7,300 in DraftKings? I imagine. It's a great underdog price.
0: I think it's pretty good value because I don't – maybe he gets tired and then, you know, Bruce Lee is able to climb his back and, and find a finish or something. But I think the first round half is going to be all Pineda. And he's a finisher, man. He's a finisher.
1: He's 100% a finisher. He gets finished, though, too. He's finished a ton. Right. He's been He's been to a decision five times, I think, out of how many – 28 plus 10 is 38 and 14 is yeah, 42, 42 fights. 42 fights. I did it. 42 fights. I did it at first. <laughs> you know you were right there so you know it's uh man tricky ass fucking card first one back tricky so we on picks.com ten dollars a month unlock all the picks all the bets and everything else you could ever imagine including the line movement tracker which i am updating as we're speaking jamie malarkey minus 400 which means his line movement went from minus 590 to minus 400 he is at a 79.67 percent probability so that's the odds for him to win almost 80 percent and that line movement is plus 6.4. Oh, he's
0: minus 280
1: now. Okay. I'm not just going to sit here updating this sheet like an idiot. Um, I was just kidding. Yeah, no shit. Just pranked you. <laughs> <laughs> you got got. Um, you know that's from?
0: Oh my, here we go. This is the tough we're trying to. Go ahead.
1: Uh, you got got's from Entourage. Grow up, pussy. Yeah. Michael Scott does that Oh yeah yeah I do it. <laughs> Okay Next up at UFC Vegas 74 we have the main event of the evening. We have Kai Kara-France taking on Amir Albazi. Kai Kara-France 24 and 10 overall. 3 and 2 in his last 5 he is coming off of his second loss to Brandon Moreno. He's taking on Amir Albazi, 16 1 overall, 5 0 in his last five, coming off the KO win over absolute savage beast Alessandro Costa. I said it like that because people were like, oh, look what Amir did in his last fight against the fucking short notice UFC bum. Yeah, look what he did. Anyway, Kai Kar, France. Very good boxer. Good kickboxer, tons of power, lots of volume, very technically sound. He works really well inside and outside of the pocket. Has very solid takedown defense at 86%, but he is coming off that TKO loss to Brandon Moreno for the title last year. But he actually looked good leading up to that. Like, he looked good in the fight and then sort of got broken down there. He's fighting Amir Abazi. Amir Abazi is a very legitimate prospect. He's got solid grappling. His striking is very good as well. He sets a nice pace. Very comfortable striking. He's on light on his toes. He's bouncing in and out. He's got a long jab. And the fact that he's light on his toes really helps him shoot well. He's bouncing, bouncing, bang, just in on those legs incredibly fast. And he'll just snatch up a leg as well. He doesn't even have to fully shoot. He'll just grab it and pick it up. On the ground, slick grappler. Uh, he's not just a wrestler looking for control. He's going to take risks, roll for positions, try to snatch things up. And I mentioned he's on that win, coming off that win over Alessandro Costa, where he had two knockdowns, a takedown in the finish, but that was a UFC debut on short notice, I believe. So this is a very tricky fight because on one hand, we have Kaikar France. Sort of a proven entity, right? He's been in the UFC for a little while. He's got that nice win over uh, Askar Askarov.
0: Who's not in the but UFC.
1: But at the same time, I think Kaikar France is overrated. I thought he's been overrated for a very long time. He's taken on Amir Albazi, Seems to be a killer. Seems to be a wild prospect. He hasn't beat anybody. He's beat literally nobody. He hasn't beat anybody of any substance whatsoever. So we just don't know how good he is or is not. So we have an overrated guy who has at least established himself as, I can win at this level. I've been at this level for a while, earned his way into a title shot versus an unproven guy who has a ton of talent, but we just have no idea what's going to happen if things get a little tough for him. Amir's probably gonna need the takedowns in my opinion. Kaikar France has very good takedown defense. So incredibly ridiculously slight lean to the Kaikar front side because of the takedown defense, because of the UFC level experience. But this fight is just uh, it this is a, a tough, tough fight. I think you're a little more confident than I am, right? Uh,
0: yeah, I'm, I'm a, actually a Kai Kaikara France fan. I, I I like the way he fights. People enjoy the way he fights. Don't blink. You know, he gets in those firefights. He's, he, he puts himself out there. Um, and a lot of people leading up to this fight. I saw for because we had the week off. So everyone's like the lock of the week, by the way, six in a row going for seven. I saw a lot of tweets, a lot of messages on Discord. Join the Discord. Absolutely free in the link below. I saw a lot of stuff about Kaikar Franz's Lock. You see in the chat right now, the first thing you saw is Franz's lock. Franz is locked. He's, he's a lock. Because he was the underdog at the time, then moved to the favorite. And I was like, oh my God, maybe, maybe. So I was seeing all that stuff. Now I'm watching this fight. So I'm already kind of biased towards Kaikar France. I like him. People are saying he's a lock. And now I'm looking at this fight and I'm like, okay, here's the issue I have with this fight. I I I I believe that Kai Car France can defend the takedowns, can defend enough takedowns, right? And most people, I assume, make that. Transition of he can defend the takedowns. Therefore he wins the fight I don't think it's that easy because I believe Kaikar France is the better striker I think he's a slightly better striker and I mentioned this in my quick pick video in my mind And this is not like an actual tape breakdown This is just how I feel and the way that I feel when I watch Kai France fight that I believe in his mind He is the much better striker in this matchup I don't if you asked him right now, he would say oh, I'm, I'm ten times the striker that Abazi is in this fight and I think that's gonna get him in trouble. I I really think that he's gonna run into trouble because you, you saw in the third round against Moreno, that's was his best round. He was looking so sharp. Kaikar Franz gets hit, and he especially gets hit when he gets overconfident in his striking, when he's having too much success. He was chasing a little bit too much in Moreno and got caught with that body shot. That's what happens against Brandon Roy gets a little bit too, you know, he gets caught in a It's like I just feel like he's going to have too much success early. Get over aggressive. Abazi's got a great jab. He's going to start touching him, and then he's going to lay on some power enough to where Kai Car Franz is either going to panic or something weird is going to happen. Where it's then it's going to go to the ground, and then he's in big trouble if he's already hurt before he goes to the ground. And I, I, I really believe. I know that's not like a, a technical breakdown. All oh, this guy's going to do is, but it just feels like the way that Kai Car Franz fights. He's a confident guy as he is. He's going to come in, have some success get a little bit too aggressive again, and Al going to be there. Because as you mentioned, Bazzi, I know he doesn't have a great resume, but he just seems like one of those guys is just kind of one of those dudes, man. When you watch him fight, it's like, Jesus, man. He's a better striker than people think.
1: No, I, I agree with everything. I just, he hasn't shown us yet, and you know, maybe this is the fight that he does show us. So I'm just going slightly lean with the proven entity that has incredible, t- that graphic was wrong he has 86% takedown defense. So the proven entity with the very good takedown defense who we know is a phenomenal striker, I, I got to lean that side. But the, yeah, the line they don't, people don't know what they're doing with the line either, right? Like it's it has gone you Kai Car France the has dog, basically Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Cuz Kai Car France has been the favorite and the underdog. They both have been. So it's sort of all over the place. I don't have a bet here, but I will have one of them in DraftKings because we got even money on what could potentially be a five-round fight. Both of them could win by finish. This is a pick-your-side-and-put-that-person-in-your-DraftKings-lineup kind of spot because somebody's going to score really well, either a five-round firefight or a stoppage. Either way, the winner is going to do well in DraftKings.
0: And this guy's lost 10 times. And I know some of them were early on in the career, and they're against good. The other ones are against good people and stuff. But, I mean, it's not like this guy's a—he's not 24-and-1— you know, people are acting. I mean, the way people are talking about Kai Car Franz, it's like he's I just going to. And maybe he does. I mean, maybe he, I hope he. I'm a. I'm a big fan of Kai Car France, so maybe he does. Um, but Jesus, man, <laughs> be careful. Listen,
1: I, I said earlier, I think he's a little overrated, so I, I'm with you. I still think he gets this done, but a lot of that has to do with because uh, Amir Abazi has beat no one, and obviously you can't beat someone like you know.
0: You have to beat. You got, you you got to, to beat a bunch to, of nobodies yeah.
1: before you can fight as somebody. And he's has his opportunity now. He's done what he needed to somebody. do against yes. everyone
0: he's fought. You know, so
1: no, I completely agree. I just don't you understand. Can't help me fight. I don't understand how ranks. people could be so insanely confident on either side of this fight. You can't be. You can't be. Tricky, tricky fight. Anyway, we on unlock all the things for only ten dollars a month, and we've had incredible community success. I'm going to keep bragging about Hollywood Mitch, baby. It would be insane to not brag about this. It would be insane that these are only premium members. Anytime I talk about somebody in our community winning big, it is only premium members. We had Jack Spade with the 78000 This is only stuff that
0: people, we don't track this stuff. This is just what people, there's probably a lot more than than, than, than than just this.
1: This is only what people like went out of their way to tweet us and tell us. And in the last three weeks, this isn't forever, this is three weeks. It's crazy. I mean, the Aljamain Sterling pay-per-view was the first one, and then the last card, and that's it. That's what we're working with here. Over $150,000 in winnings, and it's actually up to like one seventy-five dollars because while I was on vacation, I didn't go through and tally the rest, but the community is sharp as hell. The premium members are incredibly, incredibly sharp. They're using the tools. They have their own insight. They have their own information. And if you want to become a premium member, become a premium member. Talk to the community. If you go to the Discord, there's obviously a free Discord with general chat, but there's a a room called WWP Lounge that is only for premium members. Pick each other's brains, share information there. And if we're not building this community, if we're not learning from each other, making money together, then what the hell? What the are hell we are we doing? doing? An I'm absolute here for- joke. And those members probably use some of the tools, like the line movement tracker. You can unlock this for only $10 a month. This week, with all these drops, all these short-notice fights, the line movement is more important than ever. Keep an eye on where things are going, what's happening, and then find your spots. Right after weigh-ins, right before weigh-ins, with all the crazy movement, you might be able to find some really really nice spots and use this as well as the detailed data metrics analytics you're gonna get fight history you're gonna get takedown lines striking lines all of the metrics the data and you can just work your way across in a straight line and then go ahead oh wow look at that that's sticking out find the prop bets that make sense and then go from there all of this is included with premium membership including other analysts it's not just me and jakey boy we got artem over here grinding. Breaking down Don't LFA, Cage Warriors, breaking down Bellator. He hey, does he do did, it all. He does
0: it all, man. Dude, dude, he just
1: broke down. And I think his picks were nuts for that uh, that Asian road to the UFC thing that he just broke down. So he's absolutely been killing it. We want picks.com. It's only $10 a month. If you're here for Artem, use promo code Artem. So that little... little uh,
0: He had like 70, what, 80 uh, live Kiwi. viewers too while he was doing the, one of those fight campaigns. He's got to knock that shit off, huh? Good for him. And if you, <laughs> Fuck that guy, huh?
1: And if you want fifty bucks, I will send you fifty bucks. We want picks.com slash bets. Use the links to sign up, make a deposit. We send you fifty bucks as a thank you. Jakey boy, any last words before we go? Uh,
0: nope. I mean, this is a this is a this is a weird card. I think people are gonna. I don't think people realize that this is a, as weird card as it, it could turn into. So, so there could be some people that get that get tore up on on Saturday. But I will be live for it. lock of the week video tomorrow ready to go i feel good about the lock of the week this week for seven in a row and um angelo any uh any parting words for the people before we go i'll let you say a, a word i'll give you permission
1: i appreciate it sunday's my birthday guys wish me happy birthday i'm very vain and i like the attention
0: and so, um what's the uh what's the number on that
1: 40 baby give a fuck you're gonna Bye. be in tears.
0: You're gonna be in tears by the end of the night. <laughs> I don't care <laughs> with your wine, curled up on the couch with your down. wine.
1: <laughs> Counting, doing like Angel, you crying? Like, <laughs> no, it's you know heartburn. Tip- <laughs> it's heartburn. Do it, doing like like Tiffany always sends me these stupid Instagram things like, you only have 18 summers, you only have <laughs> one college goodbye, like all that crap. So I just start doing that. I only have, all right, go back. I got Four to years to left. My heart. Goodbye.